So quick introduction, I had this idea a while ago to do a live show, radio show, on election night, local election, city council, and school board, and so uh, it went really, really well. We recorded it, and uh, you can hear it right now. Uh, this is the me with Bill Baker, Tony Clemmy. Uh, we start with David Virgil. On He was in here, and then Diana McFarland came in studio. Uh, we had a couple other candidates on the phone getting emails and comments on Facebook Live, and it was kind of it was a little chaotic, but it was great fun, and uh, if you want to listen and kind of hear how things unfold, it on election night. Uh, here you go. Oh my gosh, Andy Shaner, the the man himself. On what are we building? I got here by eight thirty. Hey, but your wife time. was Thanks. doing her duty at the polls. She is. Do you want to talk about my family situation? Yeah, could we? <laughs> yeah, could we do that? No, my who put the kids to bed? I put the kids to bed. Right, but I, I got. Did I've you got feed a, them? I, I fed them. I fed the dog. But we've got a sixth grader who's that's right on the edge there of like. We've started leaving them home alone, you know, oh, and cool. so it's like yeah. it's a different kind of deal when you're leaving the kids home. But they're both they were both in bed. They weren't they were reading. They were doing gotcha, their thing. Gotcha, gotcha. My wife said, I don't know if we're going to I don't really know what they're doing there. The polls are done. But she said the goals will be done by 930. I'm like, that's too late. I got to I got to I was listening to you guys on the yeah. at home. I was listening to my I'm like, I, I got to get in there. I'm itching. Oh, man, we you were know? missing you. Well, I'm fired up. I got to go. I got to go chat. So, hey. no, thank you, guys. Thank you so much for holding down the fort. It, it's been a crazy week. And Well, this morning we started from at 7 o'clock and went to 10. You no? were on this morning? Yeah, 7 to 10 with oh. uh, Winona Brewster. And we had Russ oh, yeah, and we you had were, Crombie you were out, and you Brent. You were at the polling place. And I wanted David on there. And I tried I to get you. Stalker. Stalker's like, I'm doing the pool thing. I swim in the mornings. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his priorities. I he guess. does. Yeah. I, you know, stay healthy for the next he two year term. And he, yes. the president so, so. of the city council, he should. Yeah. Well, so, there like, you go. Well, well, here's what's funny is yesterday. So I'm sending out these texts to people for tomorrow, this morning, and so I sent one to Brent uh, Iceburner and. And I said, hey, I'm going to be on from 7 to 10. He said, why don't you swing by? And he goes, well, I got this this project I'm submitting to the church. I'm like, okay. He's all coming by afterwards. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking, man, they get up early to go to church, you know? <laughs> Those Lutherans are up early. I mean, as Catholics, you know, 8 o'clock yeah. mass, we're good, 42 minutes, and we're done. We're out of there. I'm a 1030 guy myself. You're 1030? Yeah, yeah, Okay. I heard somebody refer to the snoozers and boozers mass. Well, that's th- my, there you go. That's, that's me. Wow. <laughs> so then I, I, I'm sitting, so I went to see uh, the movie uh, A Case for Heaven. Okay. Christian-based movie. I mean, the place is packed, by mm-hmm. the way. The movie doesn't work. They can't figure out how to turn it on. It's hilarious. And I get this text. It's 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 Brent. And Brent's like, I'm on my way. And I'm like, you're on your way? You're coming to the movies? You know? I said, dude, it's tomorrow morning at 7 or 7.30 or whatever. He's like, wow, my days are really running together recently. <laughs> that happens, man. I mean... So I was trying to look at some numbers last time. I had I had it. And I didn't have a chance. Oh, you to went to look like, at my numbers. No, no, no. Well, yeah. Thanks, but, buddy. Uh, Appreciate but it. I was sorry, like I'm in the cry. same district. Faustina Bowling oh, and yeah. Al Giant ran. Al actually got a fair amount of votes because I think people just name recognition. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to look at roughly how many. If Faustina I had say no, was, there was no opponent. Well, Al was still on the ballot. It was sort of a similar ice burner Yang situation. Yeah, right. But yeah. Uh, Al had sort of endorsed her and then you know right. dropped out. But anyway, um, so I you know I expect. Angie Yang to get some votes tonight as well, but uh, you know we'll see how that shakes out. Go up and look at that. But I, I want to say total raw total votes were around eighteen hundred. Yeah. Last last and that's low in District Four. I know it's low, but yeah. you know twenty two to twenty four usually is a good one. So yeah. any, so we're at what do you say two forty to three sixty. So quick math, that's six hundred. That's I mean that's potentially a third of the vote in already. Oh uh, no, it's a it's. Oh, this I'm is, sorry. I've You're right. Fifty percent of precincts. You're right. I've yeah. had a devil of a try, time trying to figure out where to get 
results. I was talking to Bill Connors, our favorite person here, uh-huh. and he was saying that the results go directly to the district for the school board. But then I talked to someone at the district who said, no, we used to do that, and now the way it works, it goes directly in to the, the city clerk's office. Here we go. Elena Hilby, and then so that goes in. Hang on, here we go. The, Sun Prairie. Okay, here we go. So Sun Prairie school board members. So far leading 25.9 uh, for uh, Diana McFarland. And then we have Lisa Goldsberry. We have LaToya Holiday at 21%, uh, followed by Steve Schroeder and uh, Stephen Elmer. Okay, so, yeah, just running it down again. Diana 66%. McFarland. 66%. Uh, well, right now, Diana McFarland is leading with that. 66% have the uh, precincts have reported. 26 of 39 have reported. Diana's got uh, 2,052. The next one is 1,700 with LaToya Holiday. And then Lisa Goldsberry uh, at 1512. And then Steve Schrader would be after that. At 1464. And then Stephen Elmer. 1123. Fifth place okay. at nice. the moment. So, so it's a tight, again, tight race with Goldsberry and um, yep. Steve. Yeah, so again, you know, the top three candidates with the most votes are going to get in. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, but, you know, we've still got a ways to go until the final totals are in. Yeah. But yeah, that's I, where we're at as of today. That's why I wanted to do this. Kind of track it as they come in. Well, this drives you crazy, though. Because oh, I know. I, trust me. I, well, it, it drives you crazy as people that are watching it. I mean, you're sitting here as a candidate. You know. I mean, it drives you crazy, right? Yeah, trying to figure but, it out. Last time, I, I just, my wife, she was all on it. She was watching it all. i like, just let me know what happens. <laughs> I know. Go right. to sleep. But, you know, we're, we're in the, the local journalism business. And for a newsroom, election night is always it's kind of like the Super Bowl. And so I had actually had an idea to do something on TV. That's my – Well, that would have been cool. That's sort of the long-term, maybe next year or next round, or if we've got like that'd a national cool. primary or something going on, yeah, get a cool. couple people on TV, do like a, a full-blown, you know, CNN, MSNBC panel and get everybody's take. Um, but for now, just being on the radio, this is fun to be able to, to watch this, things. This young man got vision. As they come in. I don't know. He's it's, something else, isn't he? Yeah. Well, what, are I, we, what are we building? Whatever Andy wants, I guess. <laughs> Well, no, I heard you guys talking about how we need to get out of this whole Republican, Democrat, we really do. liberal, conservative. Don't you agree? I do, to a certain extent. I mean, I think there, I, look, there's always going to be more, a certain group of people you agree with. It's the, it's the demonization and saying that the people on yeah. the other side that I disagree with are wrong and right. don't even deserve a seat at the table. Yeah. That's where I draw the line and say, yeah. we got problems. You know, but, you know, the idea that, you know, you have a group you kind of agree with and line up with. And there's another group that's kind of on the other side. I get that. That's well, well, you the, need. You the, need. The, that there's always the, been a two-party system in well, this country. Well, well, you need that in life. Um, I know. You need that in life. Period. So I, I think we're saying the same thing. And I just think you just made it more specific with when you said the demonization. Yeah. And not only that, when when someone defends their side to a fault, my thing is, I'm a whole. If you're on my team, y'all on my team, I'm a hold y'all accountable. Mm-hmm. And if you do something right, do something wrong. And in, in, in the, other, the other team knows you did something wrong. I'm not going to ignore that you did something wrong because I'm going against the other team. Well, that's the other problem, the demonization. But then it's also everybody on our team is perfect. Eh, that ain't always the case either. So we, we, can't, we can't be doing that. But My thing is do the human thing. We must, be, we must do the humane thing and treat, people, treat each other. Treat people like people. That's all you got to do. Yeah, and where I was, where I was going with it, with you know trying to find and that kind of the point of the show and i think what bill tries to do he's got different perspective than me but getting cable news and social media are not are Mm. the number one places people get their news right and it's not where you should be getting your news it's junk food it's you know i'm trying to give some 
maybe not broccoli, but maybe a little bit of a health, a, a nice tasty salad once in a while uh, to put in your brain instead of kind of the junk you would normally be consuming. And so that's where I come from with, you know, building up this local media. Yeah. And, you know, we're not professionals. We're amateurs. We're volunteers. Yeah. But we're pretty good. I, we try. And, oh, we, y'all, y'all, y'all you know, we, awesome we try job. to give people an alternative and, and a little bit different varied perspective on these local local, local kind of issues, with which I think we all agree are, are pretty darn important. So, Yep. yep. I, th- I think we all lean towards drama, and we all lean towards the negative, even when, when it's not intentional. We all do. Just like when he said, what do you think the biggest challenges are? I'm like, I don't want to talk about challenges. I, I think there's opportunities. And sometimes how we put words into play directs how it goes. It does. And I don't and I, I and and I look at obstacles as opportunities cuz we got to have obstacles cuz if you never overcome yeah. an obstacle, you know what I'm saying? Anyone that's truly successful in anything has failed. And some of your best and most successful people had to fail. They oh, had to get to. it wrong enough times to 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 get it right and make it precise. And it's okay to fail as long as you're learning from it. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So well, right right now we're at three ahead. of six districts. We got fifty percent of the votes still. We're kind of frozen. Uh, David, you're leading three hundred and sixty to two forty, and we're waiting for those other three districts to report. Same thing with the school board. Uh, we are twenty six of thirty nine districts. Uh, we're waiting for that. Nothing has changed in in that voting. So, cool. So how are you feeling right now, David? I mean, you you've been through. You kind of got to this point. Big I day. Feel good. Yeah. I feel good. I'm happy mean, with feel, how it's gone? Um, yeah, I'm happy with the whole process because I didn't have to struggle as much as I did the first time around. Um, had a lot of support, a lot of help. And like I said, I feel very confident and comfortable. Regardless of the outcome, I feel good because I know I did a very good job. You know? So, yeah, so I, I feel amazing. My wife is, she's the one who's been nervous all day and probably still nervous to this day, to this, uh, right now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling very good. Come on in, Tony. Hey, Tony, come on in. Grab it. Hey. Oh, hey, Tony. How you doing? Tony. Tony Clinton. Hey, Tony, Bill, Bill Baker. You're a legend. I finally get to meet you. Oh, man, good to meet you, bud. Watch party. Where's the watch party at? Well, where's your uh, party, bud? I mean, huh? that's, that's what I've been no, saying. Where's the party? No, no, no. I'm no food, up. no booze. <laughs> he brought us nothing. He's a city councilman. He's not even delivering dude, stuff to us. Dude, my wife is working the polls, and I'm not going to do a party without her. That's just not how we roll. Right. Kasha, uh, we'll take uh, vittles anytime you want and some uh, refreshments. All right, you guys talk while I set up the, uh, Facebook. Hi. Okay. I'm. I'm not. I can't hear myself. Can you get now? I can hear myself. How you guys doing? Life's good. All right. Life is good. It's election night. It is. Or I'm gonna reset it's, this here. Tony, who the hell are you? Right. <laughs> Where did I come from? Where'd you come from? I mean, you're, you're, all of a sudden you walk in the door. We don't even know who you are. I invited Tony. I invited right. Tony. Tony's, this, Tony's this, a good friend of mine. Tony showed up on uh, Roundabout Sun Prairie, my TV show. Okay. Uh, just recently, but uh, Tony's the savviest person I know when it comes to local Sun Prairie politics. I want to set him up. I thought too that hard. was me. Um, well, you're a close second. <laughs> um. Can't make scrambled eggs with a darn Tony, but we're, going into, we're not going to get into that. We're going to save that for later. No, we're just going to re. So this is tonight a special edition of what are we building? I wanted to be here on election night uh, and break down in these local races, these local elections. We got school board elections, we got city council, and so with me tonight, right now, uh, Bill was kind enough to sort of start things off and get us going. He's he's working the Facebook piece technology right now, uh, but he's been talking to David Virgil the last. Uh, 
45 minutes or so. Um, David's a candidate yeah. in District 4. Uh, so thank you for being here, David. And then my pleasure, my I invited pleasure. Tony to come down and we could kind of chat as well because we have these conversations all the time anyway. And we said, well, why not have him on the air? And uh, Bill's still here in the big chair and uh, and helping us out on the technology piece. Uh, I do all my shows pre-recorded normally, so I'm not mm. the live business. I get a little intimidated. So, um, but I, let's. Uh, Bill's going to give us a rundown. We're we're seeing election results come Coming in. in ready. Yeah, all right. numbers starting to to be reported. I am supposed to get an email from the clerk's office when that is official, um, but I have not seen anything yet. But in the meantime. We'll track kind of the county results and, you know, kind of report them as we see them and mm-hmm. let you guys know what's going on. So um, let's start with city council. I mean, I think the, the school board is a little more complicated. Five candidates, three spots, da 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 Turn it up. But, uh, but so, David, you're here is with. It? Oh, he's got no camera over here, though. Oh, that's all Maybe right. No one, no one needs to see me. Well, here, turn you, it this way. You want to flip this? You know, he is the birthday boy. Oh, my, that's right. Andy Shane's birthday. Right, Jimmy, happy birthday early. Happy birthday. Should here, wait, wait. Let me do it. Should birthday. we sing or should we wait till the end? <laughs> there you go, buddy. <laughs> we are on Facebook right now. All right, sweet. Um, can you so can you post gonna, that link out to like yeah. some of the very fine, uh, you know? I'm going to share it to you. High discourse, high level of discourse, <laughs> local groups that we have. Let me do this real quick. Uh, let me just check some of the uh, the results. On I'm reloading it. So uh, nothing yeah. has changed so far in the uh, results. We're still at fifty uh, percent uh, for Sun Prairie for District Four. And uh, David, you still continue to lead three hundred and sixty to two hundred and forty over cool Russ beans. Weed. Yeah, but I I I think the big question is what's what's turnout going to be like, right? So there was fifty right. percent was in. I think it was there was a lot of differences from. I think it was the last time you ran. Uh, David, I think there was, was it 2,200? Uh, About 2,200 votes. Mm-hmm. But when... Um, Faustina and Al... That was only 1,100. Because I think there was a presidential primary. Yeah, when I ran, the it was a, you a ran. primary. So I think that oh, okay. turn out quite a bit from 22. So I don't expect 2,200 out of District 4. You wondered who Tony was. This is why Tony's... Tony has numbers. This, this year, I, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I, I bet yep. it's somewhere between 1,100 and 22. Okay, but, um, but also the Faustina... Al Guyant race was not necessarily a contested That's true. race. So people may not have been, mm. you know, as plugged in yep. with that. Al, so we were talking earlier, Al still got some votes in that race. It was kind of an ice burner Yang situation. Okay. Um, but I don't know. You, 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 I was talking earlier. You feel like enthusiasm has been there from your supporters? Your ga- your, you have any gauge on turnout? Uh, well, I don't know how to gauge the turnout. I'm hoping that the turnout is good. Um, knock, knocking on doors pumped me up. Mm-hmm. Um, cause the days I was, the last three weeks I was knocking on doors has been cold. But when you go there and, and I remember hanging the, hanging on someone's door and knocked the door and I'm like, I heard the dog bark. I'm like, well, I guess no one's there. So I start walking away. She's like, Hey, I'm like, Hey, I'm voting for you. I was like, yes. <laughs> so that's cool. So when you going out, actually talking to people. And and, and 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 sharing my views and listening to them, that was the best part for me. Isn't that fun? Yeah, that's that's the fun yeah. part. So when you're out there, you're cold, and then when someone is enthusiastic and they, and they show support, it, it makes you feel like, okay, this is worth it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I've, I've always said that you haven't really lived until you've knocked on a stranger's door and asked for their vote. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's an intimidating experience, right, at first. Um, well, I used to do it selling pest control. So, oh, there you go. So... <laughs> yeah. so so yeah, it wasn't so bad. It was easier than that. It was yeah. Th- th- this was real easier, way easier than that. So and then again, I, I keep joking around, but I'm from Baltimore, so people are way more like 
get off my door. <laughs> boy, yeah, people way more in your face than yeah. here. This is easy living. I was going to ask. Yeah. So, I mean, has it been largely positive? Everybody you've talked to? I mean, For the most part, it's been largely positive. Yeah. Did you? Uh, I mean, did you have anybody that kind of engaged you or pushed you? Like, nope. Really, nope. like, ask? I mean, I, I think they might be welcome, but then they start, they want to ask some pointed questions and people that wanted to argue at all? Nope. No pushback. Oh, that's I, I, good. I received no pushback, nothing that, you know, no no big challenges. Um, I had some conversations where, you know, with a couple people that we just didn't disagree, we didn't agree on everything. Yeah. But but we still had great conversations to the point where there's like, we need to talk again. Sure. You know, so even so, though we were on two opposite sides, we there's like, I would like to talk to you again. I'm like, that'd be awesome. Let's do that. Yeah. So, so we, we, yeah. we've been spending a lot of time with David Virgil here <clears throat> tonight. I, Russ Weed, your opponent, it's not, I don't think we it, we have anything against Russ or. No, we met with that, him this morning. Okay. So, yeah, you know, I think there's, I don't know what the equal time is now the election's over, you know, but, you know, we're going to kind of see how this shakes out. It just, I don't want anybody to construe it that you know we're we're yeah, making yeah, a yeah. uh full i voted for you point point blank i'll be i'll be out oh, front and you, honest thank you um and so, so why'd you vote for him what was it about uh david that really got you to push that button i think or color in that circle i think i think david's a different kind of voice and i'm i'm i, I if if you're not watching on facebook live uh I, this, is, this is a conversation we have not had as part of this race and i think for good or for you know it just but you're a black man and I think what you're a black have, man. I don't uh, think we talk enough yeah, openly I've, about. I've been people. trying to keep it under wraps, man. It's <laughs> people get uncomfortable, and <laughs> when they start talking about race, and I think that by having people like yourself on different platforms, on the city council meetings, having that voice is an important aspect of the conversation we need to be having about race in this country. Even though in the city, in this community, anywhere, anywhere, um, even though the 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 discussion and the the issues haven't been about race um i think it's important to have that representation it, it is. and that was quite honestly the top of my list and but also in general just the different perspective that you bring um and i think we tend to agree on a lot of the issues and outlook and how we're, we, we view what the role of city government is thank you um, thank you so thank you. you know I, I i i nobody has really talked about the race aspect, you know, what? and I, I just wanted to hear your thoughts that's on it while a, we're sitting that's here. A, that's a funny thing in, in this country uh, where everyone is, and I get a kick out of it because sometimes you can see people a little nervous to say, I don't want to offend you. And I, 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 I'm like, just give it to me straight. You know, I'm yeah. fine. I mean, I've, I've been through a lot, and, and I, I've dealt with it. So I'm not new to this. As I've heard just, somebody say, you've been black your whole life. That's right. Yeah. I, I have no... I have no problem with that. I think, I think, when representing people in the government, it's it's hard for you to represent me if you don't know me. Mm-hmm. It's hard for you to represent me if you don't know my 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 struggles, my pains, and what I got to go through. And and that's just not being black. That's being Asian. That's being Hispanic. So so when 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 government is looking out for people, they should have someone close by that represent that people so you know that you're truly helping those people because sometimes you go about it with an intention and then even though your intentions are good you hurt you know and I always give this example like maybe if you high challenge and I, I pick up something off the shelf for you 
But in the meantime, and I'm doing you a favor. He's like, can you get that for me? Like, here. And, and I give it to you, and your face all scrunched up. I'm like, what's wrong with you? You stepped on my foot. I'm like, look, dude, I was doing you a favor. You're going to get an attitude about it. I'm not going to help you out no more. He's like, no, you stepped on my foot. I'm like, oh, me stepping in, that, I didn't do it on purpose, but does it stop your foot from hurting? Your foot's okay. still going to hurt. Even though I did it by mistake, your foot's still going to hurt. Uh-huh. So my thing is, I need to, at that, one, at that point in time, apologize and acknowledge what I did. So sometimes people in power or people in positions do things with good intentions, not knowing that they're causing more harm, and sometimes they do it without counsel. You think you're doing me a favor, and then this that's not what I want, you know? <laughs> I'm like, that's not even what I want. That's not even what I asked for, and you thought you did something good for me. And and and, and then when I complain about it, you, go, you make me feel like I'm acting ungrateful, you know? <laughs> and that's not the case. You just never talked to me. So I yeah. think that's, what's, that's, that's the difficult part about it, where people, we need to consult with each other and talk, talk to each other. Yep. Hey, here's a quick update. Sun Prairie School Board uh, with 69% of the votes in. Dinah McFarland is leading with 25, 25.9% of the vote. Then you have LaToya Holiday at 21.5%, and Lisa Goldsberry and Steve Schroeder running neck and neck. It looks close. It's Ooh. real close. I mean, it's, tight one. it's within about uh, 30 different votes there. I mean, it's gonna, it's close. Man, it's close. And this, and this <laughs> you won- told me that, and I got butterflies. This, I don't get butterflies at my own stuff, but <laughs> I, I got butterflies at that. Bill, this wouldn't, include, awesome. this wouldn't include the non-Sun Prairie districts, right? No, it should. It should. I, but I don't know that answer. Uh, we don't, we don't know what's a, in this it, is, what isn't. This is from County of Dane. Uh, okay, it's, not, it's a Dane County site. That's, yep. And yeah, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, if we go to Alders, your numbers haven't changed at all. I don't know. On the one hand, it's like you would think the, maybe the more rural, further out areas would be slower to report. On the other hand, their turnout was probably lower just in... Uh, in yeah. Ward 25, okay. and I, I wish I knew which Ward 25 was, uh, David, you carried it 120 to 62 in uh, Ward 26, you carried 148, 128. In Ward 27, you carried 92.50. But there, I don't even know. 22. So you can actually, I didn't realize that. You can break it down by individual yep. ward. By precincts. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm pulling the map up now because I'm prairie. Yeah. So right there. now in uh, where he is, Wards 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. Those are his polling uh, precincts. 22 and 23 are west of Grand. So is it past uh, Cabela's? No, that would be Madison. No, west of Grand. So this is like out by Gus's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Gus's going oh, yeah, yeah. this right. yeah, yeah. token West Creek of Grand and a small sliver near Menard. So it's most of 24 is pretty empty. We're not going to see many votes coming out of 24. 22 and 23 are the areas behind Gus's south of 19. And that hasn't been reported yet. Correct. So we'll get those shortly. Interesting. I know, it's right? It's fun, man. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's driving me crazy. There you go. So let's shift gears to talk about the school board race. So we've got five candidates running, mm-hmm. uh, three open seats. Tony, what's your what was your impression of kind of how that played out? What are your impressions of the results here so far? Yeah, I. so as I mentioned on your show, yeah. Andy, I was, I was a uh, roundabout Sun Prairie, which check the local, local listings. I, I, I appreciate on. the invitation. Yeah, uh, we'll do it again. To be on there with Terry. That was, that was, a, that was a good time. Uh, I thought overall, I thought Latoya Holiday was the most energetic. I thought she was the most issue based. Um, she was there for a reason, and it was clear 
so I appreciated that. I thought the rest of the candidates kind of fell back on the same talk track, you know, being pro-student, pro-teacher, pro, student, pro, teacher, pro um, mm-hmm. you know, pro-administration. Yeah. Um, I, I think they all bring something different to the table. I think any of the five would be strong candidates. I think Steve Schrader, he's the incumbent, mm-hmm. the one incumbent to the race, right? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's got the most knowledge of just the inner workings of of school funding, all of the issues in the schools right now, the complexities of the situation and so many of the, of the problems they're dealing with now. So I think he's, he's, uh, I think he's a solid choice. According to the numbers was, right now, say, Steve was he, is, was he in he's an odd man out. He's in fourth running right now. So obviously yeah. we got to wait for all the numbers to come in and I, I don't want to start predicting things. We're just reporting. Yeah, that's right. He is running in fourth right now. So and that, I think that's the, kind of interesting. The other observation that I had from that night was that Elmer was the only candidate that really talked about um, financials mm-hmm. and concern with the budget and how we're going to pay for for the spending. So uh, Steve Schroeder is in, he's out by 31 votes. That's the thing. He's yeah. running in fourth, but is it's it, is all districts it's in? 31 no, no, votes. no, no, not yet, not yet. So for me, the raw vote totals are so small that they could easily swing. So for mm-hmm. me, what I chose in, um, and I have no problem talking about it now, was that it was Steve uh, Schrader. I liked what he has done in the way of building the equity program that they did. I liked his the way he manages the school board and controlling that that group. And, and when I say controlling, pulling it together. I thought uh, Stefan Elmer was going to be a great financial piece because we need that. Everybody complains about taxes and money and all that. And then initially, LaToya was my choice. Then I learned that she has three kids that are in private school. I don't think you can be a good candidate when you got three kids in private school. How are you going to be a public school um, spokesperson when you have three kids in private school? Uh, but at Spark, when we we're sitting at Spark, mm-hmm. Diana was the first one to talk about the kids, the kids. Mm-hmm. And um, so th- th- those were my choice. So I, I changed it to uh, Steve, Stefan, and Diana. So LaToya had me, man. Well, man. I, I'll tell you this. Um, and Lisa's got the biggest heart of all of them. Yes. Um, I'm a fan of Lisa. I'm a fan of LaToya. Um, and I'm a fan of Diane. Um, I'm going to tell you this. Coming up, man, when we struggle, we always want to give ours better than what we had because a lot of times we don't have much. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we see a system or something that's not failing, that's failing us, sometimes we got to do what's best for ours. So I understand your point of view when you say they're in private school, but if she feels as though, hold up, listen. No, if she feels as though public school is failing our children, why would she put her own kids in a failing system? But I commend her for running because she said, you know what, it's broken. Maybe I need to get in and yeah. fix it. Yeah. Then that could change her, 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 her outlook, and maybe her kids would go to public schools. So it's, it's a lot of different ways to look at that. So you really, really got to understand where someone is coming from and why. So a lot of times people will do that prejudgment, but you got to understand that you're not going to put your, your kid or yourself in a dangerous situation or something that's not working to your advantage. You're not going to do that. When yeah. was the last time so, you heard of uh, a gun being brought to Edgewood uh, high school. When, when was the last time you heard about a fight or police being called uh, to abundant life? 
uh, when was the you know that that's the difference. I mean, you, you and I'm talking about those no. are worst case scenarios, David, and it's probably I, not fair. I feel you, but, but those I, teachers, I wasn't even talking in that aspect. But you know what I'm saying, though. I know what you're saying, but I'm because we about, got problems with that. I'm talking okay. I'm talking about an educational aspect of it. Well, there, because okay. coming up in public schools, I was failed. Yeah, they failed me. I mean, I passed, but the educational system failed me. Yeah. As a black person in America, it failed me. It took me to be an adult and see a movie. I'm like, oh, three black women help a man get to the moon? Wow. <laughs> that was a good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie, but that should, I should have learned that in my school system. Yeah, I hear you. And my school system didn't teach me that yeah. about my people. I, I think, I think so in the forum. You, you really got to look at that. I hear you. I, I, think that's, <laughs> I think that's a good point. I, th I think from the forum there was a lot of discussion over what's the board's role versus the administrator's role. Yeah, there role, was. Right? Mm -hmm. And I think some of this can link in here, right? She's got a ton of experience at the state level she with does. state DPI, two different administrations. So she knows in, a, in an intimate way the inner workings of the funding system for school districts, the problems, not just in this school district, but she probably sees a diverse set of problems across the state. So I think that she brings a very unique voice to the table. I, I think, I do think the, 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 the private school uh, thing is interesting, um, but if she's- It never kinda, came up, by the way. But if it was never out in the public about that. Yeah, it was I, never I, made an I, issue I, by I, any. I, I, and I, I hadn't. I had well, of the four I, I candidates. I'm, I'm glad about that. Well, well she, you know, but what? if she's over, but if she's going to be a, on the on the uh, school board, and if and if that is kind of more, kind of elevated above the admit uh, above the administrators, which uh -huh. kind of handles the day to day on the problems I think that you're talking about. Right. I think you can argue that there is some separation. Well, and I, I think you, you, just like you, I wouldn't necessarily disqualify a really smart, capable candidate who has kids in private school. I wouldn't discount, you know, we've had, we have board members who don't have any kids in the school. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, they're taxpayers too, and they deserve a say in how, and, and that But they whole, have had kids in the district. Okay. You but, know what I mean? Yeah, maybe, maybe. They, nah, I'm just saying I wouldn't disqualify somebody based on that, uh, whether they have kids or had kids or yeah. private school or all that. I, 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 based I, on that, I think it's certainly a factor, and it's, it's not something I was aware of, Bill, but it, it, that, that, there is that disconnect between, I think there's a, a segment of people, and they tend to be Democratic public school supporters, who are anti-vouchers, anti-private schools, because they want to keep that money in the public school system. And I think for people like that David's talking about, where they feel like the system doesn't work for them, they want and need alternatives, and that's that's a that's an ongoing debate we're going to continue having, right? All right, we need to take a second here. You're listening to 103.5 WLSP, The Sun, right here in beautiful Sun Prairie. Bill Baker here with Andy Shaner, and we are bringing you the post-election discussion and results as they roll in. We have them hot off the press uh, or as fast as they come across the Internet, you know, right now. And uh, if you have questions, we are on Facebook Live right now. And also, you're more than welcome to call 608-825-0930. You're welcome to get into this discussion, have a good conversation, as long as it's polite, courteous, and professional. Uh, we will take your calls. But you're also welcome to go on to Facebook Live, either through the Sun Prairie Media Center. You can go to Baker, what is it, Baker William J. You can find it there and put your comments or questions there, which I don't see any right now, but uh, you're welcome to do that. So and, I got an email. Okay, good. I, it doesn't have any results in it, okay. but it is from our friend uh, Bill Connors, Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. Uh, he did want to just chime in. There are approximately six wards per district and three wards per polling place, just for that. And then 
his take, he just he he thought, and I want to talk about this a little bit. So he thought Stephen Elmer was going to get through on bullet voting, this bullet voting concept by conservative voters. I think What's they, bullet voting? So I, I think it's this concept. We'll come back to that. Um, so so Bill's con- con- sort of surprised that that Stephen's not doing better, um, and he also did not know that Latoya has kids in private schools. So I uh, wish it would have. I, I, I wish so, that would have come up at the forum. I, I wish it would have come out earlier, and she would have had a chance to address yeah. it. I think. Yeah. Well. Well, uh, but it's the class group of people. I mean, maybe that's the trash stuff that we don't need in politics. You mean the thing you just brought up like five minutes ago? (laughs) But the election's over. I think if she would, it would be interesting to hear how she responded to that. And I I would be confident that she would have a clear, rational, articulate answer for that. This was discussions that should have, could have happened before the election. Now that's over. I mean, it's okay. Right. We can talk about it. But, but. One thing I noticed. She's also a Bears fan, which was. I public. was just going to say. Oh, I didn't hold that. Oh, man. Well, well, I didn't hold that against her either. You know Bears what I fan. noticed? Um, Go ahead. When dude. I listen to people talk, and 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 I see when I listened to them run for office, I thought they were amazing. Um, it was very hard to go on after them and talk. I was like, wow, they are sharp. But I I think most of your outspoken people aren't from here, mm. right? She comes from Chicago, right? Goldsbury, Chicago. I'm from Baltimore. Hmm. We come from a different struggle. We come from a system where school has failed us, where they took things out of school. Baltimore students was in schools with jackets and coats with no heat. So when you see a public system that, that fails and you say she got the inside scoop, yeah, I'm not going to put myself in the situation or my kids in the situation for something that's not going to benefit them. I got to give my kids the best shot possible. But but, but equally, let me finish. Yeah, 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 equally, I'm sorry. She is running for school board to make a difference. So that that's that's a big thing. I, I, I can't stop harping no, on it. Well, also, what she brings is something that everybody else doesn't know. How public school systems fail on a big city level. Some probably is growing, right? So as it grows, you we can get ahead of some of those issues beforehand. Billy Connors wants us to know, and thanks, Bill. And I want to I want to compliment Bill. I, 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 like I said, I've said many times, this guy was my alder, and when he was my alder and he got attacked, I defended the guy. I don't always agree with him, and he is a fire starter. Mm-hmm. But you gotta love the guy because he loves the city of Sun Prairie. He's on top of it. He communicates more than all of our city council combined. No mm-hmm. doubt, he really yeah. does. Now, like I said, he's a fire starter. He calls me a blowhard. And he's a, I call him Firestarter. I'm his blowhard, so that's okay. What he said was bullet voting is when voters do not use all their votes. In this case, voters might vote for Stephen Elmer and not use the other two votes. They would not use the other two votes for fear that would help someone else get ahead of Stephen. So, so I, I, wow. really, I really had a hard time wrapping my head around this. And literally driving, driving to the polling place trying to figure out what I was going to do. But you could vote for three people for school board. Yeah. But I think, and, and I'll give Tracy Frank some credit, when she and Lisa put this petition together, it was part of you know th- what they saw as this sort of strategic voting. And so what I was, how, if I have three votes, how does not using all three of those for candidates that I like how is that bad in any way? And that was ultimately why I voted for three. But if there were two of those candidates that I really liked, right, and that third person was kind of on the bubble to getting in, and my third vote got them over the hump into the top three spots and knocked out one of the two that I really liked, then I would have been doing something wrong. Yeah. So it's complicated, and I think that the thought process was – 
for, you know, it's tended to lean towards, you know, as Bill would say, and if the results towards the conservative side of things, they've put all their eggs in one basket. It's not like you give three votes to one person. They've said, there's one person I like, I'm going to vote for just them, and I'm not going to help anybody else in the race. I think that's the wrong way to look at it. Yeah. And it hasn't helped so far, Stephen Elmer, tonight, if that's the way, you know, Bill's sort of handicapping it. We've got a lot of support spread across what I would call the, you know, I get nervous about calling people progressive or conservative yeah, or, me too. or Democrat or Republican, but I think there are certainly, I think Stefan definitely leaned on more of the conservative side of things. Um, I think the other candidates were more on the, on the progressive side of things and they're the ones seeing more broad-based support so far tonight. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my take on it. Um, that's just too complicated for elections. <laughs> Uh, for the it every, really is. The, the average really Joe, is. I mean, so, yeah, so keep, now we want you simple. to vote for this one, but don't vote. We just want you to put one vote. Don't vote for three. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we're lucky that they come to the polls to begin with. I mean, But if I don't know the names or the races, I won't vote for them. So, if, if for uh, instance, I was there to vote for one or two, and, uh-huh. I, and then I, I got there and I saw that I had three, hmm. I wouldn't vote for a stranger. I okay. Wouldn't. Like, sometimes oh, wow. if there's a race, like a just an obscure race, a, ju- a circuit judge race that I hadn't been paying attention to, I won't. Do you won't vote for the? Ticket. Do you? And, and if there's only one person, I won't vote unless I'm like, like, explicitly supporting that person. I won't check the box. Sure. I mean, you feel like that's a, that's a you're giving them, you know, it's a privilege right. that they've yeah. earned your vote. So do you vote in the unopposed races? Yes. Yeah, me I too. Do. I always like I like checking the box, even well, though I know it doesn't matter. No, but I say so. But if- <laughs> well, here's what I want to say about that is because they stepped up and they raised their hand and said, "I will do this." Yeah. And, and somebody else didn't. I mean, I'm, I was talking to David about this before you guys got here, was that I was disappointed that we didn't have a contender, a, a, an opponent in District 1 and District 3. I mean, Steve Stalker's a great guy, Maureen Crombie, awesome. But uh, where's, where are our people? Come okay. on, step up. You know? Okay, so here's what I wanted to say about that is, and I, can you look up a result? We'll get some more results in a yeah. second. I, David, I want to bring you too on mm-hmm. what your thoughts are. So what I was kind of hearing is that, I've been saying for a while, people are generally not hungry for change in some prairie. You don't have, Paul Esser hasn't run a, you know, a contested election at the top. Last two times. Last two times. Mm-hmm. We've got, we had two unopposed city council races. You know, we did not have a ton of people stepping up in District 4, let's be honest. Um, it took a while to, to sort of get candidates there. Um, and, and, but in the school board, and I think some of this has played out nationally, People have have seen the schools as where they want to see. They're hungrier for change yeah. at the school level, and I think Steve Schrader's running behind. He's the only incumbent. Um, that there, there. It seems like there's more interest in in people changing things at the city level. People seem to be more satisfied, more content than they are with the schools. Yeah, I think that's general- a function of how well it's working, right? I think in general, the city. I think people feel the city of Sun Prairie is working well. I think the services are strong. I think the investment is strong. Investment today, I think the investment in the future is is, is pretty mm-hmm. strong. The overall tax burden is is pretty tame. I think, you know, as much as people complain about the city taxes going up and up and up, they that, that's just a that's false, right? It goes up one to two percent per year. The taxes go up in general, but it's the school side where the tax increases are. Went down this last time. 
well, this last time, but all, right. over the last right. four years, yeah. right? Re- driven by the referendum. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, so I think the tax, uh, the tax burden coming from the school district, which a majority people, people voted for in the feel, referendum. This like, is true. But, forget about that majority. But, but I, but forty percent did, and that, that that gets to be a heated, mm-hmm. a heated. Uh, uh, topic. Yeah. Um, so I think you get a lot of people that are upset about the the increase in taxes, right or wrong. And I think this in the school districts, there are more problems that you can point to. So people see that as being a place where there is a need for change. Yeah. Did you get an impression talking to people? And is it keep? I mean, anytime you're in an election, people want to know what you're going to change, and it's about reforming things. But mm-hmm. general vibe, even just around the city, is it? We want to kind of keep things the same, or we need really. Are you coming in if you win this election? Are you coming in besides the stoplight at the school? Mm. And you know, are you looking coming trying to come in making major changes, or are you coming in saying how can we kind of keep things? There she rolling? is. Hey, Diana McFarland. Diana McFarland's coming in yeah. here. Get not, in here. I'm not, I'm not coming in to to make what? major changes because I really believe that um, <laughs> my job is to work for my my. My citizens. Yeah. Hey. Um, so I wouldn't come in saying I want to make these drastic changes. Um, but I don't see, a, like he said, I don't see an outpour of, of, of change, uh, only with certain things. And I think it's kind of dangerous because you get complacent and then you get blindsided by problems. So I th- I don't think any opponent should run unopposed. I just don't. Mm-hmm. That, that, that means that we got work to do. That means when we look at our turnouts and stuff like that, that means a lot of people aren't informed and a lot of people don't understand the seriousness of voting locally. And that's where the rubber meets the road. So we need to find creative ways to get people more involved, get people more involved in the process. So even if they run and to keep things the same, I think we need bright ideas because things are changing way more rapidly now than it has ever in the whole history of man. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so so we need people that are on top of it involved. And we got some smart people here. I mean, I've talked people have been blowing my mind. I'm like, well, why are you even running? <laughs> like, God dang. I, <laughs> so Dave, let, David, I, I, I love your message of inclusion and bringing people to the table. Um, so I just want to personally thank you for running, and I wish you the best tonight. Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. David wow. Virgil, candidate for District 4, currently in the lead still. 360 to 240. Hasn't changed. We've been stuck there for a while, but we'll see how that plays out. Thank you so much for your time, David. I don't want to take any more. I I I want you to go home and... You can either, I guess you either be cracking the bubbly or, or crying in your beer later. But And um, we are expecting an invite yeah. to the victory party that you Kasha's going to plan, we'll talk buddy. We'll about that. We're we'll talking right. about it. She's calling me now. Yeah. All right, thank I don't want to get ahead of, our, ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> All right. yeah, definitely won't. Definitely won't. Thank y'all. But thanks You're for welcome, being here, David. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, now, <laughs> so that's an interesting conversation, guys. I mean, as we switch seats and we bring in <laughs> Diana McFarland. Yes, Diana McFarland was kind but, enough to stop by today. It, and so, it, it, you know, I, I'm surprised at some of the results already. I, I honestly didn't feel – I didn't know that Diana would be leading the way she is. I mean, she's smoking right now. Killing and, it. Uh, <laughs> Diana McFarland's going to be joining us here. And she's one of the school board members. She's got 25 – School board candidates. School, school, school board candidates. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. So you may not <laughs> yeah. know, but right now you are leading uh, all uh, school board candidates with 25% of the vote, 2,650 votes. The next closest is 1933, and that's Lato- uh, I'm sorry, 2134, and that's Latoya Holiday. And then the next one is so Latoya's uh, in second. Latoya's in second, and currently Lisa Goldsberry's at 1957. Her and Steve Schroeder. Steve keeps sneaking up a little bit, and uh, he's 24 votes behind her. 
And how so, many precincts reporting? Uh, we have 29 of 39, 74% of the precincts have okay. reported. So got a ways do we have, yeah, do we have detail still. by precinct? Yeah, of course we do. See, just Tony, Duh. he's like Kornacki over there. He's going to have the, guy the, the khakis. khakis. Yeah, yeah. With, the, with the whiteboard. Uh, but, ass. Diane, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for dropping by. I don't know if no. you plan to do this or you just oh, impromptu no. decided to no. show up. We're happy to have you. Thank we're, you for we're being here. We're chatting back and forth, texting on this. She was at a meeting. and uh, what? So was the school board or school SEO or something like that? Or? Uh, figure skating club. Well, see, so there I'm you have the, it. I'm on the board for my daughter's figure skating club, and tonight was our monthly meeting. So you I can't cancel I that just because it's election night. <laughs> no, of course not. We you got to pull that mic to towards you because people want to hear you. So uh, again, Uh-oh. of the five yeah. candidates, you currently have the most vote of what's coming in. What? How do you feel about the fact that twenty four hundred plus people went into their polling location and said, "I'm voting for Diana." Floored. Yeah. Floored. Honored. Grateful. Yeah. No, it's exciting. I I didn't even know if I'd have a chance. So this is yeah, new adventure. So yeah. yeah so I. She's I, smoking. <laughs> Yeah, so she's smoking. Tony's breaking down the numbers, um, but I, I, I just I wanted to get your sense of as you in the sort of last few days or people talking, um, we were talking about this sort of bullet voting versus voting concept. Did you get into those sort of discussions as to whether were people voting for just you or were they voting for three people and you were one of three of the people you talked to? What did it look like? I honestly feel like. I don't know how many people would have voted only for me because I'm so in the middle. I, mm. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm very, yeah. I, I, we have a polarized society in a lot of ways right now, right? And I am, I'm in the middle. So if anyone is sitting on a poll, they probably had a candidate that fit their message closer than I did. Mm. But I probably was your second choice. You had an extremely <laughs> impressive uh, endorsement list. Right? I got a lot of great support. Yeah, I really appreciated that. The the teachers and the labor union and, and a lot of the current board and, yeah. What got me, Tony, what got me was, I, I was I was kind of saying this before, we're sitting at the Spark meeting and all of a sudden Diana starts out with, it's about the kids. And I'm like, whoa, she's the only candidate it was, that it immediately led with, it's about the kids. And then she went into, and it's about our teachers. And, and I'm sitting here, wow, she gets this. She gets it. And there are other points that people were using and they were, you know, they kept coming back to it. But it, but you stayed on that subject of kids and teachers. How are we going to take care of the kids? How are we going to do that? But also how are we going to protect the teachers? How are we going to keep our teachers? How are we going to get keep teachers into Sun Prairie? And, and at least offer them the freedom to to have that. Uh, I can't. I wish I had a quote in front of me because it was a good one. I wrote it down. And I left it on my desk. <laughs> but you were talking about the curriculum. But you wanted them to have the the freedom to be able to share that curriculum the way they wanted to share it. Right. Right. So you need consistency, but then you need freedom to put yourself into it. Teachers or teachers don't want to be robots, and kids don't want to be taught by robots. Right. right. You need to connect on a person to person level in the classroom. So, yeah. So what's, what was your biggest challenge in this campaign? I love asking that question. Getting over my introvert nature mm. to go talk to people or talk about myself. I think the part with the forums that I had the hardest time with was the the opening and the closing, right? Oh, really? When they're saying, tell me all about yourself. Brag about yourself. Oh. <laughs> that's not my comfort zone right um but then talk to me about issues i've got plenty of opinions everybody who knows me knows i've got opinions on things just not talking about myself 
more. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. I, w- I wanted to come back to the endorsement thing and, and kind of being in the middle because it is, it's so hard. We were talking earlier, these forums, people tend to be kind of blase and they, they all have kind of the same thing. Well, I want to be an advocate for parents or I want to, I'm pro, pro kid, you know, whether, how you prioritize it, I think is what, you know, is it the first thing you talk about when, when I had you on my show, it's like, I, you talk and you tell me what you want to talk about. Uh, and so it's hard to get to know people. Um, but when you see there is some of that guilt or, you know, or you win by association. And so those endorsements kind of make people feel safe, you know, that, okay, if, if this person is good with this person, then, you know, I can be good with them too. And I, I didn't know kind of how, how those, some of those endorsements came about or kind of what the reaction you had, you know, to them. Was it mostly positive or, you know, that was something I think you kind of highlighted. Yeah. I mean, I was, I feel like. My name is known in the little circle that I'm a part of, right? So people at Royal Oaks, where I've been for the last six years, or people who had kids at Horizon 10 years ago, <laughs> you know, they know me. But other than that, my goal was to try to get my name out in as many places as I could. And having that endorsement behind me is, oh, there's a link, right? Like, oh, I, I have that link to that person. Oh, yeah, I can relate on a teacher level, or I can relate on a labor union level, or or I, I know that person. I know Bill Connors. I know Kristen Morris. And if they're saying, you know, that they support her, then that's, you know, because I, I didn't have, I've never been one to put my face and name out there on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing like a referral. No. <laughs> no. It's a golden lead. Yeah. That's so, true. So of the, of the things that the school board can control, right, because there are a lot of things that the administration controls and that you don't have anything, of the things that the school board can control, what if the results hold and you're sitting in those meetings, uh, what what are you going to want to talk about and try to really drive in terms of, you know, priorities? Reframing our goals, mm. right? Reset our goals. We have we have policies. We we got that new governance model right back in 2016 or so. Okay. And all these policies were written, and it was a good step. It just hasn't been looked at again, you know, so it's not to anyone's fault, but like it's time for a refresh, right? We're doing our big strategic plan. We're opening a new high school. We've opened new elementary schools. Our district has changed a lot since 2016. So let's look at where are we now and where where do we want to head? Where is our community pointed? And I think it's just time to, to look at it again. So was there any one issue when you thought about running for school board? Um, you know, a lot of, for a lot of people, it's like there's there's something in their craw. And it's like, this is the one issue I want to attack because this is this really epitomizes what's what's wrong with the school district right now. And this is the one thing I want to change. Did you have that? Did you have one of those issues where, where you really are like trying to get after it and fix one specific core problem? I think that's one difference is I didn't come in saying our district is broken and this is all wrong and we need to flip 180 degrees. Right. I think we've got a great school district. Right. We just have things we could get better at. And I, my main goal in running was I wanted more parents on the board. And then as it turned out, all five candidates have kids. parents, mm-hmm. you know, so that became kind of a moot issue. Right. But I thought having involved parents on the school board because you need the grassroots connection to the school, which I feel like some of the current board members had just aged out of that place in their life. Right. Where their kids sure. were in the schools where you're going to the fall festivals, where you're going to the music concerts, where you're hearing what other parents are talking about because that's your circle, right? And I just felt like we needed more of that back in place. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we, we were 
is these these conversations get awkward, and I think we should not be as awkward as we are sometimes or uncomfortable. But we, David Virgil was here for a long time. Bill talked to him, and we brought up the the topic of race and discussed it. And you know, when this petition came out, I think some of that line sort of divided along race, and there was this general feeling. I think, quite frankly, the reason Lisa Goldsberry and Latoya Holiday are in the the race is because they you know they wanted to feel like they had more of that representation and uh, and I, I just I think that is something we're going to continue to have as a conversation and we have three white guys and a white lady sitting here talking about race but I think that's okay and I wanted to just you know how what are your thoughts in terms of bringing in that inclusion and diversity and having those what what part do you play in that and, and your thoughts on it uh, being accepting and open and listening, right? Being approachable, being ready to hear other points of view, right? I have my point of view that I'm I'm comfortable with, that I've lived with my whole life. But, but part of being on the board then is you're one of seven voices in the entire community meant to represent the entire community. And we have a very diverse community um, of all different colors, right? We have all different races, right? And even if LaToya and Lisa both make it on the board, we don't have anyone of Hispanic descent. We don't have or any, Hmong. right? We don't have anybody of Asian descent. We don't have, uh, we're still missing a lot of pieces. So no matter who's on the board, you can't come to it just from your own background. You have to come to it with a, a mind open and an ear ready to listen and ready to make sure that all kids are being represented and all families are being represented. I didn't talk about it a lot, but I always wear this necklace for it's a sign language for love right mm. so my grandpa was deaf my my grandma was sign language interpreter right so there's there's all kinds of diversity right my mom is in a wheelchair i grew up with a mom who had a physical disability and it changed the way our family functioned mm. right so there's all kinds of diversity in our community um color and all sorts of other other issues that need to be remembered when we're yeah. making decisions you know sure. we were talking earlier there's a there's a lot of things that, that uh could have been discussed during the campaign uh, the the uglies, uh, we'll call it the uglies, uh, that didn't come out. And, and I was pretty proud of our candidates, both from city council or from school board. I was too. I mean, I've talked about it before. You you, you see these videos of school board meetings and God knows where <laughs> and people losing their damn minds oh, talking Lodi. about, I you know, I'll, like this critical race theory thing that everybody is just all wrapped up in and everything has become under this insane umbrella that we are not having those types of debates in Sun Prairie. Um, and so I think we ought to pat ourselves on the back about that and realize that we're dealing with facts and sort of reality and, um, you know, we're, we're having real discussions and not some sort of fake manufactured controversy. Um, so, you know, we should think about that sometimes too. So, um, well, I, I, wanted, I wanted to actually try to call some of these other candidates. I know oh, I had hoped yeah. to have results. Dude. Um, but, uh, you know, Diana's here. Challenge. Diana's here. She showed up. Oh, and so I appreciate you being here. Um, I, but, I'm happy to go home to my kids if you want to talk to other people. I was going to say, I, well, I'll give you the last word before you have to take off. But is there anything else you want to say? If you know, Here's a quick plug. Uh, Hugh yeah. Cha, who ran for city council, he just uh, made a comment. He said there's definitely a different energy this year, calmer for sure. Oh. Yeah. That might have something to do with what's going on nationally, too. But um, that's good to hear. I think it's the Sun Prairie way. We're going to take credit for it. I mean, this is the way we interact as a community. Yeah. It's calmer. I mean, we interact. We care about each other. The respect. It's kind of old school. Well, like, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's well, like pre. How about the new way? Things. It's a Sun Prairie way. Right. Let's call it that. It's taking the old and putting our, I'm an old guy. a spin on it. But. We don't want to do it the old way. 
It's so was his comment relative to prior Sun Prairie elections? Well, some of the Sun Prairie elections in the past have been very heated. heated. Oh yeah, big no time. Doubt. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I did. you ran in one of those. You know? he, he did. He did. And but it, it was still polite. I mean, we, it always we, seems hotter when you're in the race. I would imagine that you take every little slight on Facebook that you see. It, it's tough to let that stuff roll off. Right. I would imagine. But I liked how um, well even Bob Yokish when he and I ran. Mm-hmm. I mean, he and I. It was a, a per, it was a very polite and courteous campaign, and we did not aper- attack each other personally. Um, which you see nationally. And back then it was the Trumpsters and everything and all that sure. going on. So it, it was the, the swamp or the quagmire, or whatever it was. But this year for our school board, they could have been gotten that way. And we talked about an issue already that never came out. Hmm. But, but uh, I like what David said about it. But um, So, and last and last and then we'll let you go home to your kids, is I think we always ask a lot of our candidates and our elected officials, what should our elected officials expect from us? How, how can we be more involved and be more positive and proactive instead of just going to the echo chamber of Facebook and just yelling at people that agree with us? I would say give us a chance to listen before you get upset about things, right? I mean, so that's it's actually something I put, if you scroll way back on my own personal Facebook feed, I, I offered a challenge to the community a year or two ago saying, can you say something good? Send an encouraging message. You know, I, I went and... I sent a, a nice message to Mr. Ackley, right, like my kid's principal. Mm-hmm. And I sent a nice message to my kid's teachers just offering encouragement. And I sent a nice message to Brad Saren. And Brad Saren actually personally called me back and said how floored he was when he got a message that was kind. Because people reach out, and I'm guilty of it too, even with my alders, right? You reach out when you're upset about yeah. something. You reach out when you're already mad, when you're already frustrated. And I get it. But... Give us a chance. Like, get, give people a chance to hear you first. Reach out, have coffee. Reach out, have a meeting. Say, I have a question, right? I want more information because maybe I don't have all the information that you had when you were making that decision. So, give like, give it, give it a chance before getting angry. Because I appreciate, I appreciate how positive this has all been. I got so much encouragement, and I've been. You mean you're talking about just tonight just, since you've been here? Well, yes, or, absolutely. Tonight, are, are we that charming? <laughs> we're good. Tonight, but damn, the whole, we're good. The whole process, I've gotten so much encouragement. Awesome. I was so scared, right? I yeah. was very nervous, and I got just all this positivity flooding at me. And I've been warned along the whole process. Now, if you make it in, expect that to turn to 180, and it's all going to be negative comments sure. from here on out. So I would just ask. <laughs> To try to keep that feeling going, right? We all have the same goal of supporting our kids and having great schools. So let's keep it going. And you know, the other thing is things don't change overnight. If, if, if you got to give it time. you got to let it grow. You can't just plant corn and expect it to, to pick corn the next day. you got to let it grow. Let it grow. And let the school board, the new members come in. They're, if it goes the way it is right now, you're going to have a new school board president. Right? It, if, if it goes the way it is. So, yeah. We will, we will, we'll reset. I want to kind of, we're getting, it's going to get late. Um, I want to talk to some other folks, but uh, thank you, Diana McFarland, for thank being you. here. We'll let you get home to your kids. Awesome. Thanks, and, Diana. Uh, appreciate it. Have a great it. night. Thank um, you. Yeah, so you're listening to a special edition of What Are We Building? I normally do a, a radio show and podcast, um, but I asked Bill to be here, Bill Baker, um, and I asked Tony Clemmy, a good friend of mine, to come in and help us out. Uh, we're, we wanted to talk about the local election. We don't have final results yet. Do you mind if I uh, add a comment for Diana as she was just leaving? Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, Bill Connor says, Diana McFarland, yes, Diana McFarland. If people think the school district or city government is doing something stupid, 
Please ask the question before criticizing. Mm. Hey, so I say, that's stay in advice. curiosity, yeah. seek to understand. You know, that's, uh, that's these are thing. these are thankless jobs. They are right, <laughs> and and the people aren't doing it for the money. Uh, and we need good people in these spots to to lead us, uh, lead our schools, lead our city, lead our county, and you know, school board especially. There's always people pissed off. I always. Know. That's always. the thing. If you're coming to them with a complaint, you're the fifteenth complaint they've heard yeah. that day That's or it. that week. Yeah. And it's it's tough for them to continue to give everything priority, although they do whenever they can. That's the job. Yeah. Um, but you're you are not that special. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just it is come at it with with some humility. School board is the most it's the most thankless job, but it's the most complex of all of the problems. I think it is. Right. There's with no way the I would pro- run for with that. With all of the <laughs> Right. Well, the problems in the schools with how you're handcuffed by state, by yeah. state law and state legislation. There's only Finances. so much you can do. Uh, it's a thankless job. And I wish Diana the best. I, I do. So right now we have Donna McFarland. She's leading and is followed by Latoya Holiday and Lisa Goldsberry with a very tight race between Lisa and Steve Schroeder. Uh, about three can tenths I, I'm of a sorry, percent. I'm sorry. It's I'm just a stickler. For, I, I, I believe it's Steve Schrader. And it I, is Schrader. We've been saying it's Schroeder all night. No, no, it's Schrader. Like, I, I can't take it anymore. I gotta take correct bill. So it's Steve. No, Schrader. that is Schrader. Okay, I, um, but I, so I, can, give us some, give us some percentages real quick. Oh my gosh, twenty five point seven for Dinah McFarland. You've got Latoya Holiday twenty point seven. You have Lisa Goldsberry at nineteen even, and you have Steve. Schrader at 18.7. And Stefan Elmer? He has got 15.4. Okay. And how many precincts? What are the precincts reporting? We have 30 of 39, 76% of it of everything one is voted on it steve schrader and i have this thing about this because during the i was a doing couple it too i, I know and i said so it, steve i i've known you forever is it is schrader have i been saying it wrong is it schroeder he goes no it's schrader so now every time i see him it's like hey steve schroeder how are you <laughs> <laughs> um okay good at least you guys are understanding there so oh, yeah. then uh yeah then can I, we go to the city council quick city Why, ca- so i i think back at, just quickly on the yeah, school yeah, board sorry. race i think it, that it's districts or it's uh wards 12 13 11, 12, and 13 were still out. Is that right, Bill? 10, 11, 12, no, 11, 12, and 13, correct. 11, 12, and 13. So that's yeah. uh, north of St. Albert the Great. Right. Okay. For the most part. Do so you want Brent to call, call in here? or? Yeah, we can talk to Brent. Hey, Brent, uh, you're on Facebook right now. Why don't you give us a call, 608-825-0930. And if you don't call, I'll call you if I can figure out how to do it again. <laughs> My wife is home. All is good. The house didn't burn down with my children okay, inside, so that's good. good. In I, case anyone I, was following that saga tonight. I evening. left with my 10-year-old son listening to his transistor radio. Transistor <laughs> radio? It was a little, I mean, it was an F- FM radio um, from his bed on his pillow waiting to hear his dad's voice. There you go. Oh, so, my gosh. Oh, there you go. That is cute. So we have, we have, we have a few listeners. Not on his phone, not on his iPad. No, he's old school. Uh, he's yeah. old school. I love it. Yeah, we got him. We FM got him radio. A, we got him an FM radio for Christmas one year, and now he lis- in the morning says we don't want him on a screen so much. Yeah. He listens to like the talk shows. I and love the, it. And all the uh, morning. The morning listen talk. to Bill Baker. Monday Bill mornings. Baker. Come on, talk to Bill. <laughs> I'll actually get him on the show. That'd be great. Um, okay, so we got word out. We put the bat signal out to Brent. If you want to give him a call, can I? Can we call out? 
Yes. Can we do that? Do you want to yes. give that a try? Sometimes it doesn't work. I'll let you guys talk while I try to. Do you know? You have a. Who do you want to talk to? I'm sorry. Have the numbers moved on uh, District Four? No. Okay, we're still. We're at fifty percent still. Three sixty to two forty. So David Virgil leading. And then there were no contested county races to speak no. of, right? That we. No. Nope. Annalise won. Okay. Uh, Brenda Yang is winning also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was? What, what were the numbers on District Two? Yeah, Same, fif- un- unchanged. Uh, yeah, Brent. I, that blows me away. Fifty-four percent to forty-one percent. With with few votes in, so those are the same, right? Eleven wards, eleven, twelve, yeah. and thirteen. So we're, I'm going to see if it, I don't know if Latoya Holiday is listening. She's currently running in second place. Okay. Talked about Latoya a little bit tonight, so I, I, and I did mention I might give her a call um, along with some of the other candidates. So um, we'll give that a shot. But yeah, so the 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 numbers on Brent Iceburner and um, Angie Yang. Angie Yang are kind of surprising. To break it down, if you don't know, uh, Angie was on the ballot. She filed her papers and, and was on the ballot, but had dropped out. Essentially, mm-hmm. didn't pull her name off the ballot. You can't do that. But had made pu- announced publicly that she was not pursuing the the office mm-hmm. and had just you know didn't appear at any of the forums or just didn't yep. run. Um, and so, but people could still vote for her yeah. as you know she would essentially win and then immediately resign. And then, similar to when Bill Connors resigned in District Two, right. um, and Bob Jokic, uh, you know, Bill's opponent there, had uh, he was appointed. He was appointed, and then re- and then ran for re-election. Right. So, uh, that's a scenario we're watching tonight as a possibility um, to see if if you know the fact that it's that close is kind of a surprise at this point. What were the numbers again? Fifty-five, forty-five, basically something like close to that. Uh, here's the thing: twenty votes. Um, but you know, again, I think. Again, I'm loath to sort of put people in these Republican Democratic boxes, um, but I, I think if you ask Brent, he would say, yeah, he's he's probably more of a tends to vote conservative Republican, um, and that's okay. Um, but I, I, District Two, if you look at the results, is you know if you look at some prairie overall, we're a left of center, yep. left leaning community. That's just how the votes have gone, and so I expected Angie Yang to get some votes because if people were paying attention and felt like, hey. If if I want, I'd rather have Paul Esser, who's a, a Democratic progressive leaning mayor, appoint a city council person rather than a, a conservative person, you know, representing me. Then I, that's who I would have voted for, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, as I'm on that side of the street, even though Angie wasn't running, that's just playing that sort of chess match out. Um, and so I'm 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 not surprised that she got votes. I'm surprised it's this close. I think you're seeing a lot of that. I think that some of the progressive organizations actually endorsed. Angie Yang, from what I'm hearing, okay. at the end of this race, yeah. um, to try and force that situation where the mayor could appoint uh, somebody. I think the fact that you've got two candidates with the same last name mm. on the ballot maybe provides some lift if people aren't quite sure which one was which. Um, so yeah, because you saw I saw yard signs around for Brenda Yang, who was running right. for for county. For county. Supervisor, uh, and so yeah, I mean that. So there that could be could, there could be some some yeah. confusion crossover there. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot of the the, the former, uh, where folks are are still voting for Angie in hopes. The and mayor look, any vote. I, I'm sorry, Brent. Uh, any vote is a vote for someone, but also potentially a vote against someone. And as much as we would love to all be enamored with the candidates that we have, sometimes people make decisions based on who they don't want and. It's distinctly possible that that a lot of that's going on tonight. So, no doubt. Um, you know, so we'll we'll see how that 
that goes. So thank thank you for tuning in. If you're still with us, it's um, my Fitbit has been telling us my it's my birthday today. Uh, I don't want to. I haven't been touting that, but my Fitbit. Every time I look down, it's got a stupid cupcake or birthday candles or something, and I just want to know what friggin' time it is. But uh, and Bill's got my phone, but I think we're coming up on ten o'clock. Uh, was it about quarter two? So um, I know my wife had thought she was going to be, she was working a polling place this, this evening uh, and had thought she might not be done until 930. And she actually just texted me. She got home. So um, I, I don't know what's all involved with wrapping that up and getting the numbers. And which location uh, was she at? Uh, she was at the Living Waters Church down over by Providence, okay. kind of over off. What is that? Behind Cabela's, behind Target, oh, kind of yes, over yes, there yes, that's right. um, in uh, District 2 or District 3. That's Marine Crombie and. Mike Jacobs district. So. Uh, Bill Connors wants to know and wants to say happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy birthday <laughs> to, to you. Happy birthday, dear Andy. Happy birthday to you. Oh, oh, oh my <laughs> we both, God. We I both know. took the high part. Oh my yeah, that was pretty God. Oh my God. Okay. I, I, at one point, it was like, it's my birthday. Is this really what I want to be doing? It's like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah it is. Come on. This come is on. fun. This is what else would I rather be doing? <laughs> so, Bill Cutters also says, guys, Mayor Esser cannot appoint someone uh, to open a city council seat. Only the older person get to decide on who should fill an open seat. So, go ahead. I gotta so, the alder, the, the rest of the city council Close would. If if the rest if if someone resigns, which is essentially what would happen if Angie Yang were to win, Tell her to if Angie Yang were to win and immediately resign, resign. Yeah, then I guess Bill's saying the hey, rest of the council would hey, nominate we'll a replacement. We got it. Are we on the air? No, not yet. Oh, okay. The, so the the council would select and vote on a replacement. Is that what? That's what Bill's saying. Yeah. And believe me, he knows. Okay. The dude knows. <laughs> so what do we got going on on the phone, Bill? Okay. Hey, so now who's joining us and who's on the phone is uh, Latoya Holiday, who is running in the second position uh, with the Sun Prairie School Board. And Latoya, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to uh, jump in here. Good evening. Glad to have you. Good evening. Wow. Are, yeah. you, are you digging these results or what? Yeah, I'm a ball of nerves, of course. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> kind of neck and neck for that second and third spot right now. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'm remaining hopeful, though. Hopefully I can pull through. Yeah. Are, where are you physically? Are you having like a big watch party or what are you doing? Oh, I'm at home. Uh, just my family. Okay. You, my you, family. you didn't have a party. Yeah. I, I was going to say, we didn't get invited yeah. to any party. I mean, I, of course, if I had a party, you guys would have been on the list. Of course, <laughs> of course. and we would have showed up even it's if we weren't. Just my family on the list. here. <laughs> yeah, just my family and my sister's here, and my mom came up from Chicago, so she's here with me too. So yeah, we're having a good time. You're just, you're just kind of rapidly refreshing, like like uh, everyone yeah. else is, um, and trying to check yeah, those, of course. those results. So what? I guess down kind of the home stretch, the last few days. Did anything surprise you as part of the process, or? In in the end, or how were you feeling going in when you woke up this morning? I was feeling pretty good. Um, you know, I'm never I'm never the type of person to be overly confident. I mean, I respect all of my colleagues um, that were in the race, and I think um, I'll echo what many of them said at the last forum is that I think Sun Prairie will be in a great position no matter who gets the seat. Um, I think all of my all of my colleagues are more than 
um, capable of, of doing a great job on behalf of the district. Um, but yeah, I woke up feeling pretty confident. Um, no matter what happens, I'm, I'm a resident here. I'm concerned about what happens here with the schools. I'll still be very involved. I'll still lend my support in whatever way that I can. So I would love to be a member of the board, but if it doesn't happen that way, you know, just not meant to be. And we'll, we'll see what happens next time or if I'll throw my hat in the race the next time. We'll see. No, that's interesting to hear that you're you're kind of in it in it for the long haul. I know you mentioned when we talked, yeah. you're you had you'd lived more time in Madison than you had in Sun Prairie. You're relatively new, but the yeah. idea that you're kind of committed yeah. to you know the Sun Prairie schools and the community long term is is nice to hear. I I, I, I do am. I do want to ask you because it came up earlier and and I felt like it was important to get you on the phone. Um, so yeah. we mentioned earlier that, that you have two kids in private schools, um, was, which was something that I, I think do. several people weren't aware of. And I, I, I think, I don't know that that would have changed anyone's mind, but um, I, I, it seemed yeah. like new information that now that the election's over and all ballots have been cast, what do you want to respond to that? Or what are your... What are your feelings about it? Sure, I can definitely respond to. I mean, it yeah. definitely wasn't a secret. Um, when I was on Bill's show, I he asked and I and I revealed on his show that I had uh, two two students in Abundant Life Christian School. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a choice that my my husband and I made um, many many years ago. It's a choice that we stick by. I do believe that you know all parents have the right to choose whatever uh, works best for their family. And we found that Abundant Life uh, served our family well. We had always had plans to uh, put our kids in public school for high school. Um, we didn't plan to move to Sun Prairie. That just kind of happened. Uh, but yeah, and, and here we are here. Um, I don't think that that diminishes my capacity or ability to do well on the Sun Prairie School Board because I've chosen to put my children in uh, in a private school. Um, I think I can still bring the level of expertise perspective um, and work hard on behalf of all kids and families in Sun Prairie. Well, Hugh Cha wants to wants to say, "Go Latoya." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I hope that any voters that did vote for me, and I, if I have a couple seconds to just say this, um, didn't feel, you know, in any, any way about that. It wasn't something that I was trying to hide. It, it came up. I did answer the question. So I, I hope that people don't feel that, you know, it was something that was, you know, kept a secret because it wasn't something that I was trying to hide at all. No. Yeah, Latoya, thanks for running, uh, regardless of the results tonight. Uh, sure. You know, throughout Thank you. the your the race and throughout your campaign, any anything surprising challenges that you were uh, weren't expecting, hurdles that you weren't expecting along the way? Just trying to get your thoughts on on how that went for you. Um, everything went fine. I mean, I don't know that I ran a you know top notch A one campaign. I'm sure there were a lot of things that I could have done. There were a lot of things that I wanted to do that I wasn't able to do just because of time and you know, other things and just because of the sort of short one, runway that we have, you know, with campaigning for school board races. Um, nothing that was surprising. It was a great learning experience for me. I mean, this was all new. I've never run for an elected office. Um, just the opportunity to engage with my my colleagues that were on the ballot and to talk to people and to meet and get to know Sun Prairie was just a, an experience that, I, you know, I wouldn't, I don't take for granted and I wouldn't take back, you know, no matter what the outcome of the results. You know, like I said earlier, we're new to the community, but we're invested. I told my, my husband, I'm not I'm not buying another house. I'm not moving again. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't want to move anymore. I want this to kind of be it for us until all of our kids are, are grown and out of the house. So um, I, I want Sun Prairie to be a great city. I want Sun Prairie School District to be a great district for every family that chooses to um, enroll in this district. And I'm committed to, to working hard to doing that. And I hope that today uh, the voters you know, have confidence in me and, and believe that I can do that. Excellent. 
No, thanks, Latoya. And I, I, I stayed neutral. I, I made the decision. I wasn't going to put any yard signs in my yard. I wasn't going to make any endorsements. I, sure, I get that. I, I, I'm relatively yeah, I new to this whole process, and it was a little bit of an experiment for me, honestly, to see. And, and I want to say, at the end of the day, I kind of regretted it because I, I was extremely impressed with you and your campaign, and and I wish that I had been more supportive of you. And I really hope that your results hold that you are elected. Um, because I, I do, I, I echo what Tony said, thank I you for running that. regardless of the results. Um, and I think it, it sort of is a little bit of a learning lesson for me that if, if you like somebody in the race, speak up and say it. And I'm, you know, there's, there's no reason to hold back and life's too short. So, um, it, it was, I, appreciate a, that. It, I, I just wanted to share that with you. Yeah. I, you're, thank I, you. You're, I do appreciate that. May and your background is extremely impressive. I, I wish you the best. Um, I do want to. I do want to mention the fact that you're a Bears fan, though. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, I am, and I was very bold and put a picture of me in sort of my Bears gear on the back of one of my flyers. <laughs> so yeah. that could have deterred some voters too. <laughs> yeah, I. You know, I, I. I'm. I'm not a political analyst by trade, but uh, I feel like this is going into downtown Madison. Staying, you're a Trump fan. I think. You know, it, it might be true, but I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't advise it. But I wanted to oh, be honest. Bears still suck. I, guess, yeah, people, <laughs> I wanted people to know what they were getting. I wanted people to know what they were getting. I appreciate the transparency. <laughs> yeah, and I think I, yes. I hopefully you know I think that that gives if if the results do hold and you are elected, um, that says something about some prayer that we're able to look by look past somewhat fairly major character flaws and still see that you know what's most important. <laughs> I love it. No, we're kidding around, and I think when it comes to the serious stuff and, and our kids and our schools, yeah. um, you, are, you are really qualified and I appreciate what you're doing. So, um, And look forward to having your voice involved in the community, however you know, things play out. So, um, Well, thanks, Latoya. I appreciate you, you taking some time to talk thank to us. Thank you. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you giving me time tonight, and I hope to uh, talk to you guys soon. Thank you much. Sounds good. Sure. You're welcome on my show on Have Monday if you time. want. Wonderful. Okay, well, we'll see what we can do. Thank you. We've always got microphones open for for people to talk to. So uh, that was Latoya Holiday, uh, currently running in second place behind uh, Diana McFarland, who was on earlier, uh, slightly ahead of Lisa Goldsberry at this point, Steve Schrader, and Stefan Elmer, uh, unless the results have changed here just just recently. So um, I'm not quite sure how long we're going to hang out here. Uh, Bill Connors posted on Facebook uh, 11 minutes ago, I wish we could get results from more. It's 11, 12, 13, which <laughs> voted at United Methodist Church. So United Methodist Church is still out. Those okay. Methodists move slow. Well. They do. I mean, come on. Catholics, we're in and out in 42 minutes. Come on. Come well, on. Get these And, and the Lutherans, Lutherans are even earlier. <laughs> well, I know, right? I tell you. Right. And then he says, words well, yeah, 20. Let's draw stereotypical conclusions <laughs> based on how the people at their <laughs> church vote. We, it, Man, it's 10 o'clock at night. We're okay. <laughs> He says words 22, 23, 24 on the far northwest side. Oh, I'm Still not out. sure what those words are. Those, those were the west of Grand. So west of Grand and north of St. Albert the Great is still out. Okay. And we're still looking so for those are prob- 11, 12, 13 for school board. Yep. Oh, and that's okay. District 4. So that's pro- yeah, that's probably the folks that were at the West Side Community Center. And Wow. They yeah, had computer problems today. Uh. This morning, they were running into difficulties. Hey, which is now is a good time to, as all this talk about election results or election, you know, fraud or election 
the 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 safety and security of our elections. Elena Hiltby and a, and I just I cannot be more supportive of quite frankly city clerks and the people that run our elections everywhere. They're you talk about thankless jobs. They they run a do a very very important service and they do it well. And I want to thank Elena Hiltby and the whole city clerk staff what they do over there. The uh, when COVID computer hit. problems be damned. I mean they they've got they they oh. laws change and rules yeah. change and look the state government has made it more difficult and more complicated and more confusing to vote. He's getting and, political. And they roll with everything uh, and um, and and make it as easy as best they do the best job they can. When COVID hit and we they moved it to the high school, right? uh, her team uh, adapted such in such a way that was amazing. And I can't believe that we don't have drive-through service today. I mean, they had cars wrapped yeah, around right. the high school. I remember they that. had the barriers. That, I was up there for 10 hours broadcasting. 10 hours. And I was just uh, so impressed. I, helped. I remember Glass Nickel Pizza Brush. Shout out Glass Nickel, Adam Bougie. Check oh, out his new location down at, uh, I don't know, can we say that? Yeah. That's news. He's yeah. got a new location. He's open. But You can say anything about um, It's 10 o'clock at night. Yes. Public radio. See, on uh, li- when I, was it's live, I was in there. On, have you been uh, in the new Glass Nickel? Yeah, I went, in for, I went for takeout. Uh, Friday, Thursday or Friday night, we got takeout pizza. There you go. Um, go so check it's, it's it out. pretty rough inside. Sure. So so they don't have ta- there's no seating yet. So it's all takeout. But you can see what it's going to look like. The finishings are nice. They got the big garage doors, really cool. so you can see in summer it's going to be a nice patio be awesome. overlooking downtown. It's going to be it's going to be great. Sweet. Hey, I got I want to say something. Yeah, we're, go ta- ahead. we're talking about the the fraud and all that. I I still like the idea of showing identification when you vote because I do the same thing when I go to the doctor. I do the same thing when I get on an airplane. I want to make sure that, and I'm glad that they checked it. Then they checked it to my address. I'm like, wow, you guys really, you guys really checked me out today. So what do you say to somebody that can't, doesn't have ID, can't get ID? They can't go to the doctor then, or how do they go to the doctor? I don't know. I don't know anybody that doesn't have ID, but I know that there are people that don't, and I try to put myself in their shoes and No, I get that. You know, uh, and... If you don't have ID, call us because I want to know what your situation yeah. is. But Bill, uh, I thought you weren't going to get political. No, I'm not being political. I just want to make sure that it's like I. Well, here I'll tell you. Um, I, I don't think I'm talking out of turn. Matt Harms today. I talk, I saw Matt and uh, talking about him voting. He goes, "Yeah, I went down to Colonial Club to vote. I've been voting there for 30 years." And I'm like, "Okay, what's wrong?" He goes, "Well, I got down there and they couldn't find my name." And I said, oh, well, okay, what's the problem? He goes, I don't know. They couldn't find my name. And then John Andrus comes over and goes, Matt, you moved, and the districts have changed. <laughs> Dude, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> but that's a good example of here's your ID, here's your address. Go vote where you're supposed to. So I would, I would say I'm, I'm a big fan of David Brooks, uh, who's on the PBS NewsHour. Yeah, Every New York f- Times columnist David Brooks. New York Times columnist yeah. David Brooks. He mentions Tenzaline, moderate conservative, moderate conservative. Absolutely. Um, really appreciate his his viewpoint on that show. He he reiterates often that you know, regardless of efforts to improve voter turnout mm-hmm. or perceived efforts to suppress voter turnout are usually proven untrue, and that people that want to vote will find a way to vote, and people that aren't going to vote aren't. And although it gins up support for the left and the right based on demanding voter ID or some of the you know, automatic voter registration, things like that. At the end of the day, studies show that people who want to vote are going to vote. They're going to vote. They're going to find a way to vote. I've seen, I've seen the same thing. And it, look, when, when these elections are so tight, like the governor's race, Tony Evers won by this sliver of a vote. Everybody is trying to find an angle in every advantage. Uh, but I think, you know, I, to, to accept, when you tell people they can't do something, that they find they get more motivated and it, it raises the awareness 
of the fact that people are trying to make it more difficult to vote and people realize, well, I need to pay attention and do the things that need to be done. I, I, at the end of the day, I, I don't know why we aren't making it easier to vote, uh, why that appears to be a, a one party seems to take the position that making it harder to vote is something that they support. But I, I think in some prairie, it's very easy to vote and uh, within the confines of state or federal laws, gerrymandering and all that, we have a very good job. We do a very I good job here I didn't know he was locally. this political. He's, he really just, leans one way, doesn't he? Well, just wait till you get a couple beers. Oh, there. my gosh. We got some in the fridge. Well, this <laughs> thing know? could go downhill real <laughs> quick. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so the mail-in votes bother me. I mean, just mailing in a vote. I mean, I, I understand the convenience of it and that. But how do you validate that it's a real ballot? I, I, what I, else is it? Somebody making Xeroxes of well, I'm sure. Well, you know, what's his name? Uh, Daly or whatever. He did that, didn't he? He's making a Everybody ballot. Everybody brings like, up Chicago and Daly and John. This is like. Well, they ca- they kind of move to, up here, you know. The, you know why they move here, right? That was like 50, 60, 70 years ago. That yeah, these well, things happened. We've got. History repeats we itself. We have technology and, and we have checks and balances. To, and I, and I, I, I think I, there's I, no evidence of any kind of widespread right. voter fraud. It just came out this week that. This this guy that voted in two different states was a Republican from New Hampshire, but that the only that the only actual people voting twice tend to be the people that are screaming about it the loudest. But anyway, four times. Anyway, I did. I voted guy, four times last did? time, okay. and I still didn't win. Vote early, vote often. Yeah, absolutely. Chicago way, do it. Who do you I want? Think, you know, who do you want to talk to? Do you want to talk to somebody? What upsets me more? What upsets me more Give is when I see when I see lines for voting and people are waiting three hours to vote. That's like, ridiculous. Like, to me, that's the travesty. Like, I, I'm willing to yeah, horse yeah. trade voter ID yeah, yeah. to make sure that nobody's waiting in line more than an hour to be able to exercise their civic democratic duty. Well, I got to tell you this, because Terry, my Terry, uh, we bought a house in September, so she was registered in Madison, and so she had to register today. She didn't get her absentee ballot, which she requested, and uh, so she came in, registered registered to vote, and it was faster for her than now than this guy taking my my driver's license and going looking at my driver's license and kept looking back at the I'm like it's the same address as the last person. <laughs> okay, no I'm change. Trying to do for you. No change. This I've not done this before. I had this crazy idea, and I thought, isn't it, this fun? It does. It's great fun, but it gives you new appreciation for. These pe- you know, the people on these national newscasts on election night who sound like dopes half the time, and it's like because they're just sitting there waiting for inf- stuff yeah. to happen, yeah, and they gotta fill time. But no change in the uh, uh, Alder districts either. That's crazy. Yeah. Where are these votes at? Right. I don't I, know. Call, call you, somebody. Yeah. Call the United told, Methodist Church. I know. And let's see what's going on. I told Tony, I was like, I'm gonna try to get on the air by 8:30. I got call wait. Chad. And Tony's like, you better get in there early. We might have results by. Yeah, this, I thought know. I thought this thing would be over quick. <laughs> Oh my! Last year, or when I ran, all of a sudden there's those areas that were missing, and I'm like, well, okay, I got some areas that are still having, and they go, that's the business district. Nobody lives there. <laughs> yeah, just again, we're it's uh my <laughs> ten after ten now, uh in the evening. It's if you're listening, we're on Facebook Live, right? Um, yes, we are. You know, I, I don't know how could you find that link if you wanted to go see watch us on. You can God go forbid. to the Sun Prairie Media Center. Okay. Facebook page. You can go to your Facebook page. You can go to my Facebook page. You can, Bill Baker, yeah. Andy Shaner. Yeah. Uh, and you can find a link. We're on Facebook Live. Otherwise, you can go, well, if you're listening, you're on 103.5 FM. 
the Sun, Sun Prairie's Community Radio. Uh, I'm here with Bill Baker. Uh, normally, I host What Are We Building, a radio show and uh, you know talk show. We have interviews. I actually, I will put in a plug if, if to the four people that are still listening. Uh, I'm going to be talking to, to uh, the mayor. Uh, I had my 50th episode. So I talked to all the candidates, oh, right? Cool. I did. I did. I had talked to you know the, the city council, uh, the school board race candidates, uh, and and my fiftieth episode kind of came and went because I had them all stacked up, you know, like like racehorses. I had to get them all out of the gate, um, and and so my fiftieth episode was, I think, the one I did might have been the one I did with with David and, and Russ, um, but I didn't get a chance to sort of acknowledge that as a milestone. You know, fifty episodes. Sure. I've been doing this over two years now, um, but I had originally had the idea, well, it's 50 episodes. I'll try to talk to somebody important. And I, I called the mayor. I said, would you be on the show? He said, absolutely, I'd be glad to. Well, that didn't work out because I, I had to get all the candidates in before the election. So end of this month, uh, end of April, um, I will have a, a, probably a two-part, like one-hour uh, episode with, with Mayor Esser, and uh, we'll get his weigh, weigh in on the new what the new city council looks like. Um, you know, Maybe we'll talk about the schools or whatever we'll talk about whatever the mayor and I want to talk about. So uh, a little plug for that. Uh, I am talking to Donna Mackey, if anybody knows Donna. Mm-hmm. Um, Donna, important lady, longtime resident of Sun Prairie. Uh, I'll be talking to her tomorrow on the show. So this week uh, we'll, have, uh, we'll have Donna on. And then uh, later this month, talking to Mayor Esser. I, I can't imagine not doing a live show. See, and I can't imagine doing a, This is terrifying for me. I it just is? keep talking. I feel like I'm no, just you're doing great, bud. filling the air. And So Mary Polinsky on Monday comes in, and so morning show is two hours. It's seven to nine. Mary says, two hours? I can give you 30 minutes. And so we started talking and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, we got about 10 minutes left in the show. She goes, 10 minutes? It flies by. And I said, yeah, Mary, it's been two hours. She's like, eyeball roll. <laughs> so, so that's a good segue into uh, Mary Polensky, who was the District 4. She retiring, uh, will be replaced by either David Virgil or Russ Weed, based on the results this evening. And then also uh, Teresa Stevens, who was in District 2. two. Uh, she'll be replaced by either Brent Iceburner, or we'll see what happens with this Angie. Probably will be Brent, would be my guess, but we'll see. It's closer than we think right now. Uh, but both, both, you know, we talked earlier. These are thankless jobs, public servants. Uh, Mary, in particular, long time on the council, and uh, you know, lots of ser- you know years of service to the community. And so, you know, I, I don't think we can thank those folks enough. And you know, whether you, ser- I, I think sometimes people get into this thinking, if I got to do this, I'm going to do it forever. And it's like, well, you can serve and do your time and and help, you know, play a role or whatever you're doing for that time, and then. Uh, when your time is done or life things change, then you know move on. But um, and that's what I'm with Teresa Stevens. She's a she's gonna be working for the the library sort of fundraising arm of the that's library. Right. And so yeah. um, you and know, she was on she was on council for f- at least two cycles, I think. Right, four was it four years? I don't know. That's your district bill, isn't it? Three, three. So six years yeah, so. total. Um, you know, those just basic things people don't always realize. These are two year terms. So um, and they alternate at odd or even years. So. We'll have next year, Faustina Bowling in District 4 will be up for re-election. So basically, there's eight people on the board, on the council. Um, So if um, the four that weren't running this time will be running, the other four will be running in off here. So every year, you get a crack at this. Half of the council is up every year. Right. And so you have a chance to run run against them if you want or vote them out if you want or vote them back in. So um, for I think there's a perception, too, sometimes that it's like these – the same people have been up in this ivory tower making decisions for years, and ah, it doesn't matter. Nothing changes. I don't know why I vote. It's that's not really the case. When you look at the tenure 
of a lot of these folks, yeah. it isn't as long. There's been a lot of turnover. It really has been. Over the last four, four or five years. And I th- maybe not the last four or five years, but the last ten, certainly. I, 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 I think the council hasn't. Jokic is new. Um, Teresa was new. Um, Faustina's new. David or Russ will be new. And Brent or Angie will be new. That's, right. and, so that's, five, that's five right there. Yeah. You know, and I there, think there are some institutional names, yeah, as well. The the uh, numbers have still not changed. Sorry, guys. Did you re- did you refresh it? Yeah, I did. And several, I have several not times. not uh, seen anything from. Um, Somebody want to call the from, call the city? You want to drive down there? We're not that far away. So I don't know, Bill. Do you want to try? I mean, I I had planned to try to call. I feel like we should call. I'm working Russ, on it. I feel like we should try to call Russ Weed. We spent you know a good I did a good amount of time. I um, did. I, I and I'd give most of these folks a heads up. We might call them and. If they if they don't if they're not available and they want to chat with us that's fine too, um, I, I'm sure they they're they've got other things that are going on and people and stuff with their families are trying to manage. It's getting late too. I don't know. At some point well, it's you past just, your bedtime. You just I gotta know. go to bed. I know it's past um, my bedtime. I love ele- election night. Is like I'm I, I got you're well, up late. I have no bedtime on election night. Local, national, otherwise I'm, I'm always in, in for the long haul. All right, we got somebody's on the phone. Hey Brent. <laughs> Hey, hang on, buddy. Okay, we're gonna put you on hold and put you on the air. We're talking. We're Brent, talking about Brent, We're efforting, efforting as we speak and... to speak with Brent Iceburner. I think, um, he, I I think get he my was, master's voice on, ladies and gentlemen. Was Buck and Honey's was his party. He was. He was having yeah. a party. But was there. Bill. Oh, uh, we talked about sending Bill out on the road to yeah, do yeah. a. Do a deal. We weren't quite ready for that. That's that's next year. Dude, we, you could not do that and do the switching. It would have been I, exactly. I wouldn't. There's no right. way I could have handled that. Again, so, we need technical assistance. We need engineers. We right. need research <laughs> assistance. This is next year. The, the next cycle, we'll be able to I, ramp it up. Let's you post some jobs. Wait, <laughs> I hear that's going well for companies right wait now. Wait till you see my bill for this. I mean, come on. <laughs> hey, so on the line, you have Brent on the line right now. Hey, Brent, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hey, there you go. So uh, you're a Buck and Honey's. That's what I heard. Uh, I actually just left there. It was getting late and got to get home with the family. Yeah, that's probably good to do after a while. So um, I, I suppose you're you're kind of hearing the results. Is this taking longer than you expected? <laughs> that's an understatement. And, and actually, uh, I was, you know, perhaps uh, routinely refreshing the page on uh, Channel 3000's results. And, and one thing that struck me is uh, – and and I took screenshots of it. At one point, there was uh, over fifty percent reporting for District Two, and then twenty minutes later, it dropped down to fourteen percent reporting for District Two. Uh, voter turnout is low. I mean, I think everybody's aware of that. But the I don't, I don't know. That struck me as odd with what happened. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to track because people get three votes for school board. It's like did did. Obviously, people at District Two would have shown up to vote for school board, but it's hard to tell if there well, were people that, so. yeah. that voted for school board but didn't vote for, you know, council because they thought it was kind of an uncontested race. I don't know. Did you have any sense of that? Mm-hmm. Whether people were just sort of choosing not to vote because they felt like the race wasn't that Angie had dropped out? Well, I mean, I'm sure that may have played a factor. And and again, I think I talked with you earlier when uh, I said there was various organizations telling people to vote for Angie, even though she's not r- running uh, or, you know, quote unquote running so that the city council can appoint somebody. But uh, my biggest, I wouldn't call it concern. Number one, the numbers haven't updated uh, in quite some time for district two or district four, which strikes me as odd because uh, with a 
low voter turnout that we've seen, I I would have thought it would have been in faster. Uh, But then the second thing that strikes me as odd is, again, Channel 3000 was reporting over 50% of the vote for District 2 was in uh, with me in a marginal lead. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, it shows District 2 with 14% of the vote in. Same website, same uh, data, I suppose. Um, So I honestly have no idea what is going on with this election. So Bill was just saying he's on the county website. That's what we've been watching here tonight. And you're you're saying there's 57% in? Right now it's 57.1%. You're leading 57.6 to 41%. 235 votes to 169. And then four Abraham Lincolns. That's the right end? That's the right end. Well, good, good for honest Abe there. But uh, so that's updated from the last time I checked. Um, and, and again, this was probably almost an hour ago. I saw it at you know fifty some odd percent uh, of the district reporting, and then it reverted back to fourteen percent of the district reporting. The numbers didn't change uh, with the vote totals at all, which again just makes it odd. I, I don't know why. And again, I was following Channel 3000. I don't know what data they're using. I don't know, you know, kind of what was going on there. Maybe it was just a, a technical glitch on their end, but it strikes me as odd. It was, by the way, I saw the same thing you did. Uh, as you came on and we were talking, I refreshed and it just changed. I've been refreshing it over and over. Tony's over here smacking me on the back of the head. Refresh, refresh, refresh. <laughs> well, so, I was doing the same for for the past couple of, well hour and a half or so. So, yeah, uh, Bill's Bill's fingers are like ground down to the nub, hitting the refresh button. On <laughs> I, they thing. are. <laughs> it's well, uh, no, it looks like I think the Methodist Church was late, and the community center it sounded like was running into some technical difficulties in reporting. So I think we're still waiting on those. But it's looking uh, it's looking strong for you, Brent. Any um, you know what I. I I've been following your campaign amongst other local candidates. Tell him who you are. He has no idea who you are. Tony Clem? You don't know Tony? No, he doesn't know that you're on here. Brent. Brent doesn't know who you are. Yeah, no. I I did not recognize your voice, Tony, but I do know the name. Met you in person yet. I I, I was hoping to catch you at Buck and Honey's tonight (laughs) if this thing hadn't lasted, you know, till 1030 at night. Yep. Just to introduce myself. Um, that was pregame, by the way. Yeah, so somehow these two yehos, yehus let me on to this show tonight. Um, You're doing a wonderful job. I, I, I appreciate that. I was going to say, that's very brave of you, Andy and Bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is great for Andy because he doesn't do live radio. So he's sitting there going, oh, my God, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> well, Andy, you're going to scratch your head if you keep talking to me on live radio, but that's all right. I... I uh, I needed Bill here. He's my safety. But Bill's the expert on the. He's the engineer. He's producer. He's doing the whole thing. So I I so I was wondering. I, I, did you talk to other candidates or other folks as to how? I was curious because I knew we were going to do this. Like how long it normally would take to to get results. What were you expecting? Well, so I've uh, been I guess text messaging with David Virgil, who's in District Four. I uh, was with. Russ Weed, who is also District 4, and also uh, Stefan Elmer, who's for school board. And we've all been talking, and it, it definitely seems like, well, first and foremost, which I'm sad to say, and I, I wish it was different, but voter turnout seemed incredibly low compared to previous years. And, and I, I hope that is uh, a fluke, and, and I hope that in future elections, 
voter turnout is higher. Um, but with regards to the time it has taken, it, again, the voter turnout seems, seems low, um, which in my mind should equate to you know, a, a quicker result, and that's not happening. I don't know why it's not happening. And, and uh, I know, so my mother works uh, the polls up in northern Wisconsin, so I know there's a lot of work that goes into it that people don't always see, but I've, you know, frankly, it, it's 1030 at night, and I still don't know the result of the election uh, with low voter, voter turnout, and that is, you know, concerning, I guess is a, a good word to put on it. And we we were just talking about you know the city clerk does a great job and and they're they're dedicated public service that office and the poll workers and everybody that does that and my thanks to them but you know I, I think I'm sitting here too saying you know I, normally voter turnout's higher in a presidential election or you know even a primary and that kind mm-hmm. of thing but I, it feels to me that you're right it is 10:30 at night and it it does kind of scratch your head as to what what is taking so long so I don't know Bill did you guys get yep. new and, information and, just and recently. Again. Real quick, if I can interrupt again, I'm I'm not putting down the poll workers or anything like that. Perhaps there's a technical issue that I don't know about, but you know this this goes into uh, some of the transfers transparency with local governance. I, if there is a technical issue, I'd love the city clerk to to post a message somewhere on on the city of Sun Prairie uh, website or you know some Facebook page saying. Hey, we're having this issue. Uh, you know, we apologize for it, but you know, we're we're working through it or something like that. Because, um, you know, just the the waiting. As much as I love being on edge, um, it, it's in my mind could sow the doubt into election atten- election integrity, which, frankly, I don't think needs to happen here. No. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say something, Bill. I was going to say, how you were with uh, Russ Weed. How's he doing when you left? Or was he still at the party? No, he was still there and, you know, trying to watch the numbers. But again, there hasn't been an update. Well, apparently some new data came in if you're looking at it. But um, from what we were seeing, there hadn't been an update for, you know, well over an hour. And and quite frankly, I said, you know, I'm going to go home to my family. Hopefully they're all in bed, which they are. And, uh, you know, we can find out in the morning. I was going to, I mean, I think the, the transparency thing I, I think is fair. And I, I, it was even a learning experience for me. And, I, you know, I, we're all sort of amateur volunteers here. We don't really know what we're doing. We're just yapping on a microphone. But as I tried to find out from different people I knew or different sources as to, okay, how do these results actually get communicated? How do they go? Where do they, you know, how do they get reported from the polling place? You know, a lot of this stuff is done electronically now. My wife kind of told me they go to the Wisconsin Elections Commission, um, and then obviously they eventually get disseminated out to the media. I'm sure Channel 3000 and, you know, the State Journal, they they have a mechanism in place to get all this information that we just don't have at the media center. It's kind of a learning experience for me. But I've kind of made a little mental note to to try to talk to Elena, whether it's on the radio, Elena Hilpe, the city clerk, uh, whether it's on the radio or, you know, just – uh, me personally, because I'm just, I am sort of curious because it wasn't as clear or easy to find out as I thought it would have been. And so, you know, I think as a candidate, you know, you're certainly going through, you know, the, the emotional roller coaster of trying to figure out what's going to happen, even though you're in the lead. And, and I, I think that's fair to kind of have a better understanding of, of how this process takes place, given all the discussion in particular that's been 
around you know voter integrity, you know election integrity, and all this kind of thing. Uh, let's let's be transparent about it. I, I give everyone the benefit of the doubt and don't assume that there's anything any funny business going on. Um, but but I, I you know I'm happy to share that with everybody and sort of educate people. I think it's kind of interesting, and uh, we should all know that a little bit better. Yep, and and quite frankly, I agree. I don't think there's any funny business going on, especially in a town like Sun Prairie, where the city staff is is great. I mean, every time I've spoken to them, they've been very open and transparent. Uh, but you know, the the I, I can see how people could take delayed results as uh, you know, insert whatever conspiracy or thing you say if your candidate doesn't win, but. Um, you know, I, I do think that, you know, getting the clerk, you know, on the radio or something like that could be det- detrimental to the process. Um, so maybe it's something uh, prior to the ballot counting or prior to the close of, of elections where the clerk gives some sort of an update saying, here's what's going on. And, and if there is a technical issue or whatever, whatever it is with uh, reporting the results of the election, um, if somebody can at least address that while it's going on, whether it's a technical issue or, you know, whatever it may be. I, I think that that goes to just the, the general communication of what the city is doing and, and what's happening in the city and how it affects, you know, people's lives. I, I don't know that people know that the city clerk runs the election, you know, so just basic education. And, and, if I if I can interrupt you really quickly, because with with what you just said, with the the clerk running the local election, the school board election, the county election, you know, all all of the election stuff, um, I I don't want to put it squarely on the clerk to to make that process known. Um, I do think that uh, well, I'm a fan of voters or average citizens. Uh, doing some research, uh, uh, you know, how do local elections work? And, and perhaps that could be uh, something put on the website because when I went to the city of Sun Prairie uh, election results, um, it, it gave, you know, the past ones, but maybe there's a a URL or website or whatever you want to call it that says this is, you know, what happens in the election. This is everything behind the curtain for the election. Um, and then I think that the the average voter, when they're waiting on results from you know their votes, they they can look to that and see, or maybe not see, but perhaps understand the process that's going on. Because I guarantee the clerk right now, all the poll workers, uh, you know, everybody is working to their best of their ability. And the you know the I'll be honest with you, if you ask me five, seven, ten years ago what happened in an election or how an election is run, I couldn't tell you. And, and frankly, I wouldn't know where to get the information. So, Yeah, as uh, I think as Tom Petty said, the waiting is the hardest part. So um, <laughs> I, I appreciate you coming on with us, Brent. I, and I, I did want to clear up one point of contention because I believe you would know of all people is if Angie Yang were for some reason to get more votes with these coming in, um, I, I think the the consensus we we learned and was that if she resigned, then the the council would have to um, would then would decide to appoint. They could appoint you, I suppose. Technically, is is that how the process would work? And I I, I just I, I, it doesn't look like it's headed that way. But I, I just wanted to ask you while you were on to help clear that up for us how that process works. 
Yep. So if Angie Yang were to win, then you know if that happens, congratulations to her. Uh, if she resigns the position or decides not to take the position, then it is up to the council to appoint somebody. Uh, the council can appoint somebody. They don't have to. Um, but if they were to appoint somebody, they would open it up to, uh, I guess, applications is the best way to put it. Uh, various people would apply. I can tell you right now, I would be one of those people applying for the position. And then it's up to the council to vote on who they want to fill the seat. And and uh, quite frankly, I, you know, I would apply for that position because it, it's clear I want to be a representative of district two. I mean, let's be honest. We don't have a long line of people signing up to do this job. So I, you know, I appreciate, I, you know, we don't I probably don't see eye to eye or agree on a hundred percent, but that's okay. And, uh, but I appreciate you, you making, you know, making the effort and uh, stepping up. So, um, and staying up late and I hope, hopefully we have some results soon. Yeah. Brent, I just say that, you know, from following you on, on Facebook and other, you've been out there a lot. You've been really visible, uh, really engaged, proactively talking with a lot of different community leaders. So I, I, I appreciate that effort and appreciate you running. Thanks. And, and if I can just say something, it, it sounds like this is wrapping up, but uh, you know, one thing I always told my Marines when uh, we were deployed or, or otherwise had the vote absentee, I used to always tell them, you know, if you don't vote, I don't think you should complain about the, uh, complain about decisions that happen. And, and again, that's why uh, even if I win, this election, it, it, it's slightly disappointing on, on the voter turnout portion. And, and quite frankly, I hope local elections in the in the future get a much larger turnout because quite frankly, if you if you don't vote, then, I, you know, your voice isn't going to get heard. And, and I don't think that you should be complaining about it because you then exercise your right to vote, which is a, a part of what makes this country great. Amen, Brent. I agree with you. Yep. 100%. No, uh, we'll hopefully, I don't know if you'll be able to get some sleep, but uh, at least maybe, uh, I don't know, have a cocktail or whatever you're going to do to run wine tonight. So, <laughs> Best of luck. Yeah, I'll drink some water. That's all right. Thanks. Well, I don't know how long you guys want to hang out here. It's 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 uh, this is late, going later than I thought, but this is a, our special election night edition of What Are it, We Building with with it, Tony Clemmy and Bill Baker. Uh, we've had some candidates on, and it's been fun. I but it's it's a little. I, I don't do well with open ended commitments. It's like I want to know what's going on, and this is a little. You know, know. As it drags on. I don't it know. It was district. So district two had been out. So I. Th- I think that it, it's so the there, there's two voting locations in District Two. It's Heartland Church that seems to be fully in. United Methodist Church is eleven, twelve, thirteen. So although we, we're talking about the clerk and where the hangup could be, right. elections in general are it's a very decentralized process. Yeah, and it feels to me that you know when when those voting machines in that certain polling location shut down, it runs a, it prints out a summary. Mm-hmm. Report and that then goes to the city, which goes to the county. That's my impression. Okay. So it feels like there could be a hang-up right now with the the actual polling location reporting results in to the city because from there, I would assume that things would would flow rather rather smoothly. It's, sure. It's the hanging Chad. Well, <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, um, no. We had I, I voted electronically and then I got a printout paper ballot. I think that was the first time I've done that in some prairie. Did you guys? When you guys oh, voted, was it? I colored my my ballot in. Okay, so it was still the old like fill in the circle, fill yeah. in the circle. Yep. Yeah, I voted. Li- I voted early at the library, and it was maybe they were just kind of testing. Oh, cool. Pilot, but yeah, I pushed the buttons, and then I it got a printout of 
of my vote so I could verify that. So one day it'll uh, be from our computers. Here's my, you know what? My phone literally, it just went to black and white because that's my digital well-being kicking in. I'm supposed to be asleep by now. I'm not I'm supposed to be off my phone. My phone's it's telling officially me to, past your to go to bed. Now. It didn't know it was election night in Sun Prairie. So there's that. If you're just joining us, I don't know why you would have. Um, I don't know why you're still with us if you're if you're listening earlier. But um, it, let's can we just give a quick recap of the numbers yeah. on on where we're at All right, uh, for folks that if you know maybe you're working second shift or something and just getting there off, is, there is driving a, home there, there, and wanting to get an update. There is a two vote spread. I, I think two Bill, votes. Bill, if I'm am I looking yeah. at that right, there's uh-huh. a two vote differential here yep. between was two that pre- the Schrader Goldsberry race. Uh, eighteen point eight and eighteen point nine percent. Okay, so that's changed. So let's. Uh, so we're talking about the Sun Prairie School Board. So as five a, five candidates, three spots, and so uh, give us a breakdown. Can you give us percentages and raw vote totals? I, uh, would you like me? To that's do that? a high bar, Bill. I could do I, that. You're up. For, I know. I, I think you can do it. Let me warm up. All right. Okay, I'm ready. Here we go. Diane McFar Diane McFarlane is leading with twenty eight hundred votes or twenty five point six percent of the vote. In second place is Latoya Holiday with 2,246 votes or 20.5%. In third place is Steve Schrader. Oh, so Steve has gotten into third. 20, okay. With 2063, 8.9%. Let's call it a tie for third right now. Lisa Goldsberry at, six, at 2,061 votes or 18.8%. Let's clear it one more time. So that's the school board race. That's the school board race. Um, can you, uh, and oh. David Virgil and Russ Weed. That's been at three sixty to two forty. Yeah, that's so disappointing. Um, since we since I got here. Yeah, it, really. So and we've got three. David precincts. Virgil's in the lead at three sixty. He is um, with you know half the precincts reporting. Correct. Right? So correct. Um, you know, so that could easily flip for the second half, and who knows? This yeah. is what we're, we've been looking. One hundred twenty votes with three precincts. That have not reported. Right. And then the Iceburner Yang race, so District 2, that that's would, Brent. That's Brent. Uh, we just had him on the phone. Right. Um, so he's we, we had talked about those numbers, but he's leading 57 to 43-ish. Correct. 58 to 42-ish. He's got 235 votes to 169. 57.6% of the vote is what Brent has captured so far. 41% for Angie Yang. So, with, yeah, which with three out, with three, three big wards outstanding. Yeah, 11, 12 and 13 not reporting. Okay. Okay. So, which that was the race if anybody doesn't know Angie Yang had said she wasn't pursuing the right. you know, it dropped out um and but so kind of surprising she'd still get 40 plus percent, but that's what the numbers are at right now. Um so, I mean, now's as good a time as any. Brent was disappointed in turnout. We talk about turnout why people get motivated to vote. Tony and I, you've had this conversation, why people are more engaged with the presidential election and national elections, but don't come out for city elections. Two votes right now. Two votes are separating Nuh-uh. Steve Schrader and Lisa Goldsberry. No change. Sorry. Update. Up. Lisa Update. Goldsberry has now moved to third at 2327 uh, compared to Steve Schrader at 2321. She's up by six. So six votes. So, I mean, your point your, still holds. Yes. yes, your your vote is worth even more in these low turnout local elections, um, where people are making decisions on what your tax bill looks like at the end of the year. When you got to write that check or however you do it, you know when you the the stuff you see every day that the, determines your quality of life or not. These are those people. Not to say national elections don't matter, but there's an argument to be made know, that local government officials impact your daily life. Uh, 
in a much greater way than the president of the United States. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And I, I like to me the the sick part is that, you know, the voter turnout's so low in spring, awareness is really low mm-hmm. and it shows you how much commercials, advertising, uh, mainstream media like funnels the awareness and the excitement and and that these local races unfortunately um, really really suffer. I, like part of me wonders if we should push all of the local elections to fall and I'll have it all on one where you have a wider broader electorate at the polls yeah that's a really interesting concept because mm-hmm. you're right people are going to get up and juiced you know to go to the polls because of what they're seeing and talk you know national elections just drive turnout and if we had look that's how they do the referendums right they, they specifically scheduled the referendums referenda for the high school and the elementary schools to fall on a national times. election cycle because they felt like they had a better chance or not not just a better chance, maybe not a better chance, but felt like the result to the community would have more valid would be more valid because they had more turnout and more people participate. And look, the day that Trump got elected, I remember thinking, you know, the one good thing that came out and it affected my kids more directly, you know, in the end was the fact that we, you know, we're going to build schools. two new schools and put that money and invest in our kids. Um, and so those those referenda happened on major presidential election cycles, I think because the district felt like that's when the most turnout happens, that's when the most participation oh. is, and the, and the community would accept those results more because we had a broader you know base of the community participating and involved in voting. And so, yeah, I, there's a certain argument to be made. We should look at doing that for these council and school board races. Bill, what do you got? We have 100% of precincts reporting on District 4, David Virgil, uh, has 692 votes, 432 for Russ Weed. That's 61% of the votes to 38% of the votes. Uh, David Virgil as has won the uh, unofficial just, final. The, yeah, unofficial final. If we district. were, if we would have the, if we had music or the right. sign, we would put. We can now make the call. Right. Um, 100% reporting. Also, and so congratulations to David. David was here earlier, 100%. and uh, he will be our our next city council. Alder from District 4. District 2 also is 100%. All votes in. Uh, Brent Eisenbrenner wins 587 votes, 56% of the vote. Uh, let's go to the school board. Just checking. Let's rotate it in. Come on. So 100%. Percent. So there it is. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. It's it. Diana okay. McFarland has 3,663 3, votes. LaToya Holiday, 2,911 votes. Steve Schrader, 2,676 votes for the third place finish. 2,676 for 2,676. And Lisa Goldsberry, 2,669. Uh, uh, Stephen Elmer, uh, 2,212. Oh, my gosh. So seven votes. Of, seven I, couldn't, votes. I couldn't do the years earlier, but I could do seven votes you can do seven just now on Lisa Goldsberry. I mean, Lisa, seven votes short. I, I think you said earlier, nobody has a, a bigger heart than Lisa Goldsberry. Right. And she was pounding the pavement. And I saw a lot of yard signs and ran a very close race, obviously seven votes with, um, so I, you know, I don't know where that goes with, I mean, that is razor thin. And, you know, we, we, if, you know, we may be talking about, you know, I don't know what triggers a recount or how all that works. Um, but, uh, at this point anyway, you know, you got to pay for that recount. Yeah. I, you know, that's I don't awesome. know how that works, but, um, anyway, I, congratulations to, you know, 100% Latoya, Diana McFarland. Uh, thank you for coming in here. And Latoya Holiday looks like they will be on the uh, the school board. And Steve um, Schroeder. And Steve Schrader, Schrader, as of as of right now, by seven votes, 
um, as one as well. Uh, so that, you know, just, again, razor thin, and all, every vote matters, right? Right, Tony? Should we go home? Seven votes, right? Seven, seven votes, man. Uh, Polinsky won by, I think, one or two votes yeah, in her first, right. her first uh, run. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's interesting. We, we talked about the question of race a little bit. David Virgil uh, would be, you know, the first African-American um, city councilman. City council yes. Alder. Uh, right. So uh-huh. congratulations to him. And uh, obviously Alwyn Foster and Marilyn Ruffin have been on the school board, um, but Latoya Holiday would join them um, as you know, it's if we talk about a changing, growing city. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's important to, to feel like these that, that uh, folks of color have a seat at the table. Um, and um, and there you go. So uh, I think it's important for the people, those seats to be filled with people that uh, represent the community. That's right. Yeah. I think that's the way to say it. And I think all, you know, both both Latoya and David, but all the candidates, quite frankly, look, we talked about it. They they ran on being a voice of the community and feeling like they want to listen. Um, and, you know, uh, Russ Weed had, I think, the best sort of catchy slogan uh, of, of all the candidates. If it matters to you, it matters, right. um, which, you know, he, he came sure. up short. But um, that they, they all sort of recur. That was sort of a recurring theme with all the candidates was was. They wanted to hear and listen and be a voice um, for for people on on these boards and councils. So um, regardless of what color you are, background, or right. you know whether you're new to Sun Prairie, you've been in Sun Prairie a long time. That's been the sort of recurring theme, which is nice to hear. Wow! So we wrap this up. I would love to go to because I like go, I'm back on the air at eight o'clock. Well, there you go. <laughs> back here. Yeah. Well, Tony, it, thank you so much for yeah, being here. It's a, it's a fun process. I, I I appreciate you having me. I appreciate. Uh, the the local democratic process it's fun it's a, it's it's a little bit romantic i'm glad we got results in before we had to cut the <laughs> cut the cord i appreciate it i appreciate you guys yeah i mean the, me Welcome, look man. i don't want to toot our own horn too much but journalism is sort of part of that romantic local election process and that's why i want to do this so um, andy hasn't seen what's on the screen has he what's going on well you got a, your favorite show Oh, are you watching Paramount again? Are you watching Law and Order? Oh, Colbert's on. That's see, I'm missing Colbert by being. See, I, I never catch. I'm, I'm always in bed. I'm in bed sleeping. We uh, nine nine thirty. I'm gone. We watch Colbert at the dinner table. We record the night before and oh, uh, you do? watch the next day. Yeah, absolutely, every day. Uh, uh, something I want you guys to know, Andy. Thank you, Linda Steller, uh, Stelter, Stelter. Uh, thank, thank you, you Linda. Uh, Eric Elliott, uh, Whitney McMahon, a friend of mine who lives down in South Carolina. She's been watching. Uh, she wanted to know who's wearing the uh, plaid flannel. That's right. me. I got this for my birthday. All my right. wife got this for my birthday. I, I, I thought it looked new. Yeah. It looks too new. You got to break that thing and get some wrinkles in it. Happy birthday again. Yeah, thanks. Uh, to all the people that uh, responded on Facebook, thanks to the candidates that call. Andy, you're fantastic. Thanks for letting me drive the train. Yeah, thanks to Jeff Robbins for letting us do this. And uh, We had no choice. We I have a key. See, come <laughs> in anytime we want and we party. No, and thanks to all the candidates at the end of the day for yeah. the service they provide to the community. And uh, thanks to everybody who listened or watched or day that. So. Have a good night. Well, that about wraps it up for our election night show. I, I hope you found that interesting or enjoyed listening to that. Uh, but that, that was our special election night episode of What Are We Building on 103.5 FM, live on 103.5 FM and Facebook Live. And uh, I, who knows what we'll do next year. Maybe it'll be on TV or uh, we'll do something else. So, uh, But thanks, to everybody who voted. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll get out of here.